Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazzo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazzo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 100 of the Lounge Lizards podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Pooba, Senator, Pagoda, Grinder, and Bam Bam, a full house of lizards, and our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some champagne and scotch, Talk about life and, of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 100th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We recap our lizard origins, we share some of our favorite pod moments, and we review the best and worst rated cigars on the podcast, all among a variety of other things for the next three hours. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair both 2013 vintage Paul Roger Champagne and 21-year-aged the Balvenie Portwood Single Malt Scotch with the Padron 50 Years of the Hammer in Maduro. A celebratory Toro tonight on the pod from Padron. It's called the 50 Years. It's the Hammer is its nickname. It's a beautiful 52 ring gauge by six and a half inch Toro. And gentlemen, we could not have picked a better cigar 
for this triple digit celebration tonight. Outstanding selection. How exciting is this? What a what a beautiful cigar. I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for this episode, guys. I this is this is going to be great. We've this, had this one marked on uh-huh. the on the calendar for quite some time now. Um, we have a lot to get to tonight. You know, the last time we all smoked this cigar, Puba's birthday. Puba's fiftieth birthday. That's yeah. right. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it was here. Right. It, it was, was here. Lounge at ten eighty six when you were a young man. I mean, I just can't believe this is our hundredth episode. It's crazy, man. Congrats to you all. We're still together. We're still here. Yeah. Still living it. Loving it. Man. And there's so much to talk about. So much to talk about. So much to talk about. And we're 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 relying on Giz to help us navigate. (laughs) As always. I'll do my very best. (laughs) All right, boys, let's cut this thing. See, we're getting on the cold draw on the wrapper. This cigar is serious like when you have this cigar in your hand like you are not messing around Mm -mm. with this not to mention the price point yeah it's 50 bucks yeah which is i I guess coincidental it's not on purpose but ultra premium ultra luxury cigar Mm -hmm. no doubt yeah this uh Mm. mm. classic padron yeah I love that we're doing a Padron. <laughs> yeah. It's like we've always chosen Padrones for these celebratory episodes. We did the uh, we did the 80th Maduro for our one-year anniversary, which, by the mm-hmm. way, is crazy that that's almost a year ago now. That was episode 53. It seemed like it this was. This is episode 100. Yesterday. It seems like it was two months ago. Uh-huh. And here we are with another Padron in our hand, the, the hammer. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what are you guys mm-hmm. getting on the cold draw? Getting that kind of classic cocoa. dried fruit, cocoa. Dried fruit, Bonyard. cocoa, leather. Mustiness. Bit of leather. It's 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 so complex, even on the cold draw. But you get that quintessential Padron DNA, regardless of the of the Padron. But I think it's up another level. Of course. You know? Yeah. It's very different than the 80th. Oh, sure. It's more On robust. the cold draw, on the flavor, but. Mm-hmm. I think to Bam's point, you get the DNA, and then what Gizmo's saying, it's richer, the yeah. delivery of it. Oh, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, boys, let's light this thing. The hold on, hold on. Time out. Uh-oh. Okay. Can I make a radical suggestion? Whoa. Can we, we have a little palate cleanser mm-hmm. before we dive into this? Oh. I, I, I know, I know, <laughs> I know where he's going. I thought you were going to say run this underwater. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one approach. That's, that's certainly the Schwarzenegger approach. Good timing. We're going to do that on an episode. It's not this one. It's <laughs> not an approach cigar. we're going to take. Tonight, yeah. I, I just think you know a little aperitif. I feel like nice. a celebratory oh, occasion. Nice. We we need to start somewhere before we get to the main the main event. Oh yeah. So, so Senator, we've seen a bottle like this before, but not this bottle. Looks special. What do you I have in your hand? I haven't ever seen this bottle. When you yeah. say like this, what do we see like this? Well, just Paul Roger in general. Oh, for sure. So this is the the regular non vintage Paul Roger. It's got the white label. Um, uh, basically any of the stuff on the bottles is white. The vintage bottles. Uh, it's a black label, uh, gold uh, kind of text on it, and this is a 2013 bottle, so 10 years oh, aged. Oh, amazing! Wow. It's supposed to be very, very good. Peak drinking of this is 2022 and beyond, so we're like right in the sweet spot. Damn, we are Damn, living the life. Oh man, now we're cooking. So we no. By the way, no saber. No tonight. saber tonight. That's we the thing. will be uh-huh. cherishing every bit. <laughs> That's the thing. So I brought the saber in case there was objections from the group about me <laughs> opening this regularly, but. The risk of there being this expensive champagne of yeah. on the floor, it's yeah. just not worth it. Yeah. Let's not do that. Consume it. Beautiful. Right, well. 2013 bottle of Paul Roger. 
I to, can't uh, wait to drink to hundred episodes. Yeah, here we go. Hey, hey! very the exciting. Whoopa! It's fantastic. So I've actually never, while he, while Senator uh, or Garcon, let's call him, is pouring our champagne, I've actually never had aged champagne ever. Neither have I. So I don't even know what to expect right now. Not at all. You will find from out. From this spirit that we love so very much. It looks darker. So it, is that it, a product of... It does look richer. Does, is that a product of age or is that a product of the just circumstance and grapes and... It's a product of age. Ah. Look at this. Nice. Coming around. It's a beautiful bottle. Garcon is pouring these glasses perfectly. He's pouring Gizmo's glass. Beautiful. I'm really looking forward to this. This oh, is fantastic. Yeah. I was mm. I was light mouth. with the initial pour, so we all are going to get a second glass, because I know everybody's going to want more. My mouth more. is watery. You need to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, cheers, gentlemen. boys, to a hundred more. 100 episodes. Cheers, boys. Cheers. 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 It's the friendship. This is beautiful. Friendship togetherness. Cheers. All right. Here cheers. we go. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Let's sip this thing. Salve. Love you all. Cheers. 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 And cheers to the listener out there. Cheers. Mm. Thank you. Cheers, Pooh. Cheers. cheers. Here we go. Wow. Oh, yeah. That, oh, is, that is different. That is fantastic. That is magnificent. Oh, it's fantastic. Champagne. Do you see how creamy this is? Oh, it's so creamy. Mm. Can you get uh, Bam Bam and me a bottle, please? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's wonderful. This is magnificent. It's absolutely wonderful. You know it's, what like I think a, is... it's like a woman in a glass. <laughs> you know what I think <laughs> is interesting about this? It's absolutely insane. Am I wrong? <laughs> by so, the way, that's a Bam Bam line, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is going to stand up very well to this expected full cigar that we're about to light. So I'm glad you said that. That's the thing. I mean, we've had, I think we maybe did one grower champagne, which was fuller in body. Um, A vintage champagne is going to concentrate kind of the flavors more. This has definitely got a lot more structure than the non-vintage Paul Roger that's super light, easygoing. So I'm glad you said that, Giz, because, I mean, this is a hard cigar to have any champagne with, but this can at least hold its own. It is very rich. Yeah. Uh, Very clean finish. Long, though. Yes. Yeah, long, yeah. long that clean finish. But it's sweet and it's dry. It is. You know what? That combination is exactly right. Very unique. And not very bubbly. Although I do feel it in my tongue. It's like a really weird thing. <laughs> well, the long finish. Thing, yeah. Really long finish. Long finish. Fruity and dry. Agreed. On the money. It's magnificent, it, it, Senator. Thank you. Thank you, so, Th- figured, thank you Senator. This is, we'd start this there. That was, a good, that was a good place to start tonight. It, now now we have set a high bar. We, we have. <laughs> we have set a high bar for the yeah. evening. <laughs> no, we we have, and it's it's been such this whole journey. It's been it, 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 the friendship that we've um, that we formed together uh, over the years has been fantastic, and uh, I think this this type of a toast is is and this type of a spirit's very apropos. Um, all right, boys. All right, let's light this cigar. Let's get into it. The Padron, fifty years in Maduro. It's called the Hammer. Again, it's a 52 ring gauge by six and a half inch Toro from the amazing Padron family celebrating 50 years of their existence. Uh, came out in 2014. And uh, wow, this is good. Yeah. This is definitely a special occasion cigar. Oh, yeah. Celebratory cigar. 
is so oh, rich. Oh, that's magnificent such on the light. Such a rich smoke. Oh, man. So complex. You know, for such a um, robust cigar, the retrohale on this is very, very nice. And the delivery is so smooth. Yeah. It's not, it's not, uh, th- this is definitely going to be a full-bodied affair. Oh, yeah. But it's it's so smooth that it almost feels medium. <laughs> yeah. That's with complexity. I think you can get that in the complexity. It's like it's a real sit, you know. It's a long, yeah. Like when you light this thing, like you're committing to a real sit down, An hour and a half, and, a, sl- and a slow smoke. You know, you don't want to blow through a fifty dollar bill in your hand. You know, you want to really savor it. Yeah, I mean it. It does taste like a padron, but it's more. Yeah, you know, it's more complex. It's like more of everything that a Padron delivers. True. Yeah, this is a magnificent cigar. And I actually think the the starting with the champagne, I think set us up for even an even better experience. You know, as, as Senator said, cleansing Cle- the palate. I was about to say that. I think I was smart. Yeah. Good timing. It only took a hundred episodes, but <laughs> <laughs> we, we did finally it right tonight. Got, the, got the cadence. <laughs> it's not going. how you start, it's how you finish. <laughs> Yeah, and I think so we've that, been told. I, I think, and, and, <laughs> yes. you know, one of the things we talked about, I, I, I think that it's it's very appropriate for this, and thank you, Senator, for bringing the bottle. It, it's very appropriate that, like, we appreciate this type of a bottle of champagne way more than we would have a year ago. Yeah, absolutely. Or 18 months ago. Of course. Um, we've tried more champagnes. Um, Senator was the catalyst to, to, to really bring to introducing us to, to good champagne and, and bringing some education around that. And, um, I've gained a greater appreciation for it for sure. And it's written and, uh, you know, I appreciate that. I, I, a thousand percent, uh, echo that sentiment. I never drank champagne. And as a matter of fact, I would, Avoid it. Avoid it. Me too. <laughs> Same here. Cost. And now, now my wife is like always surprised, like, oh, you're drinking champagne. Like, <laughs> I love it now. It's one of, but only Poli and Bully. Poli and Bully. <laughs> All right. Poli and Bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> but it but it's because of this this uh this friendship and senators uh enthusiasm for for champagne and and all the things we've learned. Uh, about it, you know, along with everything else we discussed in this podcast, it's fantastic. Just I fun totally to share, agree. honestly. I mean, for me, again, I don't think I ever expected, and, and I'm sure so many feel like this. I mean, we've all brought kind of different random things to this group that we happen to like that we want to share and, and see what others think about. I never imagined that everybody in this group would kind of universally embrace champagne and sit here and say, like, I really enjoy drinking this stuff. I mean, I remember the other day we were at Pagoda's uh, house in the afternoon and He's breaking out champagne bottle after champagne bottle. And I said, like, this is amazing. I feel like I'm at home. I don't, I don't have to do anything. He's got everything covered. He had Paul Roger. We were all set up. So um, it's a lot of fun. I'm just glad. And, and for me, even now, uh, to have a group regularly that I can explore more stuff that even I haven't tried. I mean, I've never had the 2013 vintage of Paul Roger before. This is my first time having this just like everybody here. And um, obviously, it's a great bottle. I'm, I'm very excited. But there's so much within Paul Roger's line. I mean, they have some really crazy stuff. Like their Sir Winston bottles start to get 
like really expensive, but they have a Sir Winston um, bottle. Yeah, Sounds like uh, got we have some, to. They've got oh, some we serious have to procure one or two of those. That was, was his, his champagne. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was his thing. Wow, so that, that might pair well with the Sir Winston cigar that we've never <laughs> haven't done. Yeah, that's actually brilliant that you <laughs> just said that. Serve. Okay, <laughs> I think we know what we're getting for that episode. <laughs> episode one hundred and one, Sir Winston. Sir, yeah, one hundred and one. All right, we'll see everybody next week. So, boys, what are we getting on the cigar? Because uh, on the light, in the in the very early stages of this, it's already it's set itself up as yeah, it's gorgeous. I got just say, an incredible cigar at the burn line. If you can do that, and if you're comfortable retrohaling, I'm getting a lot of cocoa and fruit simultaneously. It's very unusual. It's a very very unusual. It's a, it's a very strong retrohale. I will say. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't find for me. I don't find it strong. I, I, I just chase those notes and I get them. I don't know. When you say strong, what do you mean? Is it like a bite for it's you? Like, is it, it's, is it, it just oomph? No, it's this. It's very, it's very rich, and it's you know when you have uh, horseradish. I had some today, and there's that little like thing, like it's, it's, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like it, it cleanses. It's like mm-hmm. you know smelling salts. Kind yeah. of. that was that's kind of what it's like, but, yeah, but not even close to smelling salts. It's it's what's wonderful, but it's just very intense. Yeah, but it's a it's a Nicaraguan cigar. Yeah, and, it's a padrone, and, and it's a padrone, and. And they don't retrohale like Cubans, really. No. It's they're, mm-hmm. they're almost. It's, it's I almost smooth. would like to say that it's very smooth. I, I almost would argue that I don't really retrohale padrones that often, and they're Nicaraguan, and I don't know if they're really meant for that as much as a Cuban does is meant for. It. I think it depends on the individual, honestly, because I retrohale these regularly. You do? Oh, I do. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I tried retrohaling yesterday, Good but man. listen, my recommendation for any guys with sinuses. Listen, think about yeah, it before do you try it. <laughs> Take your Afrin first. <laughs> I'll tell you, the smoke was coming out of my ears and every other. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> tranquilo, tranquilo. <laughs> so, boys, let's talk about the cigar for a second. Like I said, this cigar was launched in 2014, celebrating 50 years of Jose Padron started making cigars uh, under the Padron name in 1964, of course. The cigar is nicknamed after... A small hammer. I think we've talked about this on prior Padron episodes that Mr. Padron received from a friend named Raul Fernandez. And Jose Padron would use the hammer to work in carpentry. And then he saved up the money he made on those jobs to eventually open his first factory and start Padron in 1964, obviously. And the small hammer is visible on every box, every cigar that Padron puts out. And you can Mm -hmm. actually go, and Rooster and I did when we were in Miami. It actually is displayed in the lobby of their headquarters in Miami. And they take it to the trade shows too, but the hammer is still there. And it's very, you know, it's a very important part of their story and their history. Uh, it underscores the hardworking family that builds these cigars that we love so very much and why we choose them for big nights like this. And, um, and yeah, it's just a, just a magnificent cigar. But 10 years plus age tobacco in these, which is incredible. It is incredible. I, I have to say the other thing about this cigar the box that this comes in the presentation is outrageous. Yes, it is. <laughs> outrageous. Yeah. So they made 1,000 of these custom humidors that uh, Senator's talking about at a price of $5,300 per humidor. It's a really nice white, I don't know if you'd call it a lacquer or a, a painted, you know, it's a really bright. Yeah, a lacquer finish. Yeah, lacquer finish. Mm-hmm. Really incredible. And it originally came with uh, 25 natural hammer cigars and 50 maduro or excuse me 25 maduro totaling 50 at a cost of 106 bucks each and now you can kind of get them you know as singles for around 50 dollars. Yeah. so they're intended 
MSRP is 106, but you're finding them, our listeners are finding them, we're finding them for, you know, about $50 a cigar. And, and then I think I had read, if you buy that, once you smoke through it, you can get it refilled. And I think then you can choose if you, you can want choose. Yeah, you can Maduro. get 50 Maduro, 50 natural, or the 2525. And the refilling probably is at a cheaper rate. Probably. Definitely. You would hope so. <laughs> and it's amazing. You know, they're, they've, they've come out, they've been out 10 years. Obviously, we've, we were talking about what cigar were we going to choose for episode 100. And I think it, you know, it was important that we chose one that any listener could find. And this is a cigar for how exclusive the tobacco is, how aged it is, how limited the cigar appears to be. You can really kind of find it anywhere. It's true. Any serious Padron retailer has these. Well, we also had to choose this because Rooster didn't want to share any of his 100-year-age cigars That's that he true. tucked away. <laughs> that he was them. smoking in 1942. <laughs> <laughs> For crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, what a brilliant, brilliant cigar, boys. No, no, this, fe- this feels like home. Champagne, excellent cigar. This is great. You guys have changed. <laughs> you have changed. <laughs> I mean, drinking champagne in the afternoon. You know, you guys are bougie. Pagoda's back lawn. Very <laughs> bougie. Oh, yeah. It's lizarding. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was awesome. just a perfect afternoon. Yeah. Meaning it just called for champagne. It's roving. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> what it's, a magnificent start to the evening, gentlemen. Oh, it's, 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 it's a wonderful smoke. You know, the I champagne mean. with this, at each sip, you cleanse your palate and you take another draw. It just starts all over again. It's really unique. I, I, I think that combination. It, yeah, it is. Right? And I totally agree. But it's it. This is a um, um, champagne and cigars go well together. Um, they pair well together. Uh, and the and you know the deeper into the rabbit hole, this whole our whole hobby um, has gone. It, it's you know it's a it's a well known established kind of um, fact uh, that good champagne and a good cigar is really a great pairing yeah um yeah ask winston churchill every morning winston churchill yeah, yeah. Uh, it because there's this cleansing element to it and uh you would think it wouldn't work you know on the face yeah. of it yeah uh but as a cigar smoker you realize wow this is actually this is a wonderful way like grinder said i've avoided it intentionally because i never respect the champagne until we gathered here and learned about it. Yeah. 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 And also what you're getting at weddings and celebrations is not now as, ever. as you know, as grinder said, poly and bully, you yeah. know, and, and just the mass marketed stuff is just not great. I mean, it's so similar. Well, I shouldn't say, I was going to say it's similar to cognac, but I, I've, I think we've actually learned some of that's not fair. Like Hennessy's mass marketed and we've done some Hennessy and we're like, well, wow, that's actually pretty good. Uh, but with champagnes, it's like all anybody sees is a bottle of Vuve Clicquot and they think like, that's the only champagne or like, Moet or one of these others, nobody, 90% of people have no idea what Paul Roger is. Right. Yet, like, people who are serious about champagne and, you know, places like the UK, like, this is what they choose. Boulanger, again, you're not going to see that on many menus. So it's, um, you know, I've been lucky to, to have met people throughout my life that have at one point or another introduced me to one of these brands. And I'm just glad to, you know, keep passing it forward. Yeah, don't forget awesome. Asti Spumante. <laughs> oh, in, with, a, in, with fr- a sugar cube. <laughs> yes, and Frisian A. So, so that's why Rooster doesn't drink anymore. <laughs> Speaking of uh, passing it forward, can I have some more? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, everybody please? all around. Let's yeah, go. I got gypped. Let's go. <laughs> no. I didn't think there was any more. <laughs> that's why I don't drink, so you guys can have more. You're so generous. Of course. It's very noble. <laughs> 
you know, honestly, Verve Clicquot and the other champagnes, when you drink this, you know, me as a novice champagne guy, immediately see the difference. Every, well, it's, it's incredible yeah, how much body this has compared yeah, to that. Yeah, you know? though, is, 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 it's not my jam. It's just a little too... Thank you. It's a little fruity and it's a little acidic. And it, it's just something about it that I it don't love. It is acidic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It is. And it, it, I, I don't think it drinks like the price. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, the other thing I wanted to say is I do see a parallel, which was un- unattended to my brain before we came in tonight. Obviously, I haven't had the age Paul Roger prior to this. But it, 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 the way that the age Paul Roger is kind of performing versus how great young Paul Roger, the standard run-of-the-mill bottle is, is very similar to yeah. an Exclusivo from Padron or an 80th from Padron to Great this very good point. 10 year age yeah, sure. cigar. I That's mean, such a good point. it's not that much of a drastic jump in quality. Like what we smoke all the time, an Exclusivo, that 80th or a Family Reserve or yeah. a, a 1926 line, we it's take not we that take far for, off from this. Those cigars we take for granted, but they're world-class cigars. Absolutely. Right? And this is just another Oh, well, yeah. If you were to oh. take a, a bottle of Paul Roger and, a, and an Exclusivo in Maduro, 19... Uh, uh, 1964. 1964 in Maduro and just pair it up it's like it's just like a it's just like a step down in complexity from what this is but it, it's like parallel exactly and in, mm-hmm. in terms of you know on a regular if you're just going to have a regular night and that, really nice th- that's why i think we we just chase brands with great dna that kind of across their line from more entry level to mid-range to some of the high-end stuff like there's something that satisfies us at really every one of those stages. And I think those are two great examples of brands that we feel exactly that way about. Mm -hmm. One thing I'm going to take a stab at the 26 line and the family reserve line. We tend to avoid those, right? Except the 80th. Except I the, 80th. the all of us, all of us smoke the 80th. And, I mean, and rooster smokes a lot of family. He reserve. does. And I, I used to, yeah. right. But I gravitated away from it. But with this champagne, I would challenge you, Senator, in particular, to try a family reserve or a 26 line with this because it's so cleansing. Well, I'll it, tell you it what. It could be in a pretty good experience. I'll tell you what I think would work really well of the family reserve line. I mean, again, some of them that are, I think, even bolder than this cigar we're having, much bolder, I don't think would pair well with champagne. Mm. But Grinder, there's a, there's a family reserve one that you like in natural. Yeah. The it's 50, like more medium. The 50. With it's a smaller one. It's also a fifty, but it's the fifty of the twenty-six line. Ah, family that, Reserve. Yeah, Family Reserve. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. And that is a that's one of my favorite cigars in the natural. Um, the the Maduro is also splendid. It's a little stronger, obviously, but the natural mm. it's it doesn't taste like a natural. It tastes like a it tastes like a Maduro. Frankly, it tastes like a, a, a Padron, but it's just very compact and it packs a lot of punch. And yeah, it's, it's a wonderful. it's a robusto, isn't it? It's a shorter robusto. Yeah, I'd call it a yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a short robusto. So that, sure. that you know, that's a great point grinder for the listener out there. You know, the cigar that we're smoking tonight is in its own line as far as Padron goes. This is not a member of the Family Reserve line, and as grinder just said, there is actually a Family Reserve cigar that has the 50 mm-hmm. symbol on it. This Moniker, is not that yeah. cigar. Yeah. So this specific Padron has its own band specifically made for this cigar. Um it has a serial number. It it kind of looks as the 1964 does with the multiple bands, they kind of designed it that way. But it's one band. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot bigger, and it has uh, 50 years uh, with the serial number 1964 to 2014. And then there's kind of an embossed little hammer on both sides of the of the uh, the writing. So this is not to be confused with the Family Reserve 50 year cigar, which is also excellent. And the, you know we did the sister cigar to that, 
the 85th we did on episode 85, if right. you guys remember, right. which was also an excellent cigar. Excellent cigar. But I mentioned that that 50th that Grinder likes because I remember he gave that out to a bunch of us, and um, my experience with the Family Reserve line had been pretty limited, especially naturals in it. And that cigar, I just remember, was like very nutty, which pairs really well with champagne, like those like nutty brioche notes, and then the earth you get in a lot of Padrones, like the minerality that you get out of these champagnes, like just really pairs well. So that stands out to me when Bam mentioned, like yeah. try some of the Family Reserve cigars with champagne. I feel like mm -hmm. that would actually pair really well. Yeah. I think so too. You're right. Because it would, I think you could drink a couple glasses, like a couple, maybe three glasses of champagne and finish <laughs> the cigar. And be done, you know, and, yeah. and it's not going to yeah. be an hour and a half. And you it, won't feel like, you overwhelmed know, by the strength of the cigar either because yeah. of the champagne, I think. And it's just, it's just such a tasty cigar. You know? Oh, it's fantastic. Not as good as this. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is amazing. I will say what's bizarre to me. So I love this in Maduro. I think all of us obviously have smoked this before. I've had, the, how many of you have had this in natural? No, I have never. I have. Okay. Yeah. This is a major step. Above the natural. That's for the me. thing. So yeah. years ago, when we were at a former lounge of ours uh, for my birthday, uh, one of my buddies had got me this cigar in natural and Maduro. And me being me on my birthday at the lounge, I smoked the natural and then the Maduro right after each other. And I really did not like the natural. And I was like, so I thought this whole 50 years kind of, you know, blend was maybe just flawed or something. And then I had the Maduro and I said, wow, this is spectacular. So I'm not sure why. I mean, obviously, I have, a, I guess, a bias because I don't really smoke many natural Padrones, but Grinder gave that 50th Family Reserve, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great cigar. I just didn't get the same feeling when I had this in, in natural for some reason. I agree. I, I just I don't know if the natural just doesn't, with 10 years on it before it's rolled, it just doesn't mature as, as roundly, I guess, as this one does. Could it's be in just, a blend. It's not as smooth it's, to me. as There's yeah, more one. age on this. No, we're comparing to the uh, to the natural version oh, of this. Natural yeah. version of yeah. this. Yes. Oh, yeah. Natural version Sorry. of this specific cigar. So you should also try like the 1926 series in the natural. Yeah. Is I that think good? It's just I, like I've a little step those. below the, Be interesting the Maduro, but yeah. it's still it's, it's know, still it's a lot. It's, it's still yeah. a lot. It's and a lot, I yeah. I I mean my I like that. I like that. It, for me, that's still a lot of cigar. Yeah. And that's what Jorge Padron likes. Jorge Padron, I think across his line, prefers natural to Maduro. Is that right? His favorite cigar is the 45th uh, Family Reserve in natural. Mm -hmm. But I think we're saying the 26 line yes. itself, 26. the regular, it just packs a punch. It does. Yeah. And even those, nat like, uh, yeah, I just, man, they, they're too <laughs> much. Certainly does. Yeah, it's been, I've had that experience. I've actually, at our former lounge, I remember buying some and then having one and then walking and back down and being like i can't let me exchange this like puma got dizzy that day yeah. <laughs> i think i remember that puma's like anybody yeah. got a coke <laughs> yeah yeah you need a coke because when there's there's so they're they're nicotine heavy i find i find the 26 line to be more nicotine heavy ex excluding the 80th yeah that's the outliers the 80th um excluding the 80th i find and you need a coke you need a a, a legit coca-cola or sugar to offset like the borderline nicotine poisoning that you can, <laughs> you can you can experience. I mean, not everyone does, of course, but well, it's, it's, it's strong. Uh, it's, 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 it's strength. You know, they, they, they pack legitimate strength. Mm. Yep. So speaking of that lounge, boys, that's where we all met. Yes, sir. We all met during the early COVID days. Yep. Uh, you know, some of the lizards knew each other well before that, but the, the core group of seven here, met uh at the lounge yep 
And uh, that's where we started this whole the whole journey. That's actually we got our lizard names well before we ever thought about a podcast. <laughs> at that it's, it's pretty amazing, like how many guys used to go there, how many people we used to see every day, mm-hmm. but yet somehow we clicked. Yeah, right. We kind of got together. We started doing the pod away from the lounge, but we all just clicked. You know, but we were still friends with a lot of the other guys, but. Okay. Uh, so just attributed to our like-mindedness, I think. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there are lizards and there are cigar smokers. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I remember I used to get, they used to tease me because I would spend the entire day at that oh, yeah. lounge. Working. <laughs> Working. Grinding. You grinding. were grinding. You were grinding. Because that would be my my office. And I would I lived two blocks from that, that lounge. And I would go in the morning and I would open the place. And I'd have it all to myself, and I would work, and it would be great. And I'd smoke, you know, I wouldn't even, I would smoke four or five cigars. You, you weren't, you weren't teased for being there all day. I, you, I was you, definitely you, teased you, for you being there all day. You were for more about kind of spreading your wings there. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had his laptop, his notebook, his charger over here. Oh, don't forget the cup of coffee and the thermos over here. You're like, who's sitting here? Oh, grinder. Who, who's there? Grinder. Where's, where's grinder right now? Oh, he's on a crash. Well, that's how he got the name grinder. Yeah. So he was always grinding away. Yeah. yeah I mean, awesome. it, it fits, right? So, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was a great uh, place to work. And, you know, obviously that's, I'm finding, I mean, literally found other like places two to blocks work. from your house at that time. It was so convenient. Mm. Super convenient. Yeah. Management loved that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the more time we spent there, the happier they were. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. The more money we spent, the more time. It was, yes. got, it, it was like an inverse, <laughs> inverse relationship. <laughs> the more we were there, the more we were spending, the more they hated us. That's right. That, well, that, that, one, that's one good thing came out of that place was we all met there. That's so true. We'll always yeah. remember that for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I walked in there and and it was uh, it was at the like the beginning of the pandemic. I remember and, your first day there, and uh, it was that unforgettable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this guy, this big dude, walks in with sh- white shorts on, tennis shirt, handsome, the blonde hair, whipped back with the glasses. <laughs> like you has, say, formidable. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Not for Bam Bam, but you know, for most. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking shots, Pooba. But uh no, not at all. He was he's he's got an imposing personality and an imposing <laughs> physique. Oh yeah. And you know, it's a lot to take in when you first meet Pooba. You gotta like you gotta see what what is this guy about? He's you know, like he's got such a force well, in the room. He, he yeah, he takes space. And he's like this new guy. He's like he's just like controlling the conversation and talking oh, yeah. about all this varied like Renaissance bullshit. And Stocks we're just like, who is this guy? Talking about derivatives and <laughs> market analysis and branding. <laughs> and that's why Poop and I clicked instantly. <laughs> we did, we did. Well, I think the thing that ties the room together, and I think maybe the difference that you just said between cigar smokers and lizards is just curiosity. I think that I think what really formed this group's bond, aside from the the laughing and the person, you know, the common stuff that creates a friendship. But I think the the genuine shared curiosity to grow in our knowledge of cigars and our cigar smoking, and then into Cuban cigars, which I don't. I think we went crazy diving into Cuban cigars. Um, and, and you know that that was a product of, I think, the, the group's curiosity and wanting to, yeah, just continue to experience new things. I think that was that was that was a, I think a watershed moment when Puba started, 
you know, Puba started talking about the the various social media groups that he that he had and the <laughs> the the Cubans that were coming into the into the discussion, and then and then everyone was trying them, and then everyone was loving them and smoking them, that's and true. that changed the kind. That that's was like exactly a new right. It, that's partly true, but people were smoking Cubans. You know, Senator was smoking Cubans. People, you know, right, there were right. there, you know. There were D4s around, and there were other oh, yeah. Cubans around. There were Monty 2s floating and around. And Monty 2s around. Uh, people, I think the you guys to... were smoking Cubans long before me. You know, I found a particular, let's call it, alleyway. And I kind of shot, the, I, I, I shot that lane and kind of started to talk about that. And then it was just, and then and then we we started to talk about these things and research these things more. But I certainly wasn't like some sort of Cuban expert. No, and yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, I mean, Senator turned me on to cigar terminal at the time. It wasn't like I was some kind of Cuban expert. Right, it, yeah. it wasn't. I, I think the way I would describe, it, I think, I think Puba kind of leveled up our procurement of yes. Cuban cigars. Yeah, and enthusiasm. And yeah, enthusiasm yeah. for yeah. it. And I think the funny thing is, like, a number of us in this room were smoking Cuban cigars for a very long time. I mean, I was since my college days. And um, I remember uh, Puba at one point in the lounge um, had asked me, he's like, because I guess he probably saw me with a D4, and he's like, where do you get this stuff, and how do you know it's real? Because most of this stuff is fake. The perpetual challenge that we've all faced. And I said, look, I've never had a bad experience with Cigar Terminal. We got turned on to I have as well. Um, and then I know Puba had started ordering some stuff from there. And then I think as Puba started smoking more Cubans and getting really excited about them, I just remember I used to get these calls from him where like he was studying <laughs> so much about Cuban cigars from some of the guys that put out great content on YouTube and kind of other sources and then found his way into all these other avenues for us that you can procure these in a much easier way than waiting, you know, four or six weeks to have something shipped from Europe. Like there's just a lot... Um, some other options. And I think that just really took our, you know, interest in Cuban cigars to the next level because it became so much easier for us to right. procure interesting yeah. stuff that we were looking for. So um, I think we're all extremely grateful, obviously, for the work that was put in there. I think that really kind of oh, yeah. opened the floodgates for all of us. Yeah. To, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it was I mean, an I, adventure, really. I think it's also before that time, we, I mean, I personally only had like a desktop humidor two of them that was the limit of cigars that i could really stock same look at you right? now <laughs> look at all of us, <laughs> look at all us i mean i think it, it wasn't until we got a tower we were like shit we gotta fill this up <laughs> yeah yeah and it but, was it was covid and we had a lot of free time and the prices hadn't gone crazy prices no. hadn't gone up. they were, they were yeah, still reasonable so we were getting boxes of d4 for 215 bucks it doesn't they were, even they, seem they real were, exactly they were reasonable and then there was a point where um there was a point where we started to understand and appreciate age um, during this process. And um, there were a couple cigars that were catalysts for that. And, 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 and uh, there was some skepticism, I think, around it. But I think the group came around and um, realized, okay, well, wow, this is, this is, there is a, there, this premium is worth it. And then, the rabbit hole, you know, opens up because now you're on the chase and that, and, and, and we really collectively got on, really got on a chase and started to, you know, explore different things and then wound it, you know, everything came full circle to Partagas and Upman 
everything came came full circle full circle to vegas Rubania, uh you know certain vitolas yeah it, it, it was it, it it was really kind of like this journey that's taken us kind of around where even in you know qd you know i remember in the beginning of of this journey we would talk about qd and uh and grinder liked qds and we were like, well, you know, they're too light, you know, that this, that, and the other thing. But then all of a sudden, guess what happened? Everyone came around to QD. Now we all have boxes. You know, yeah. we all have boxes. And and, and Grinder was a big proponent of QD. Oh, and, yeah. and so so when you look at our towers, you look at our collections, it's really, it's really come around. And now it, later in the cycle, you start to see uh, uh, we were you know, we're all not that we're pro Cohiba. But now, later in this cycle of this journey, uh, you see. I'm pro Cohiba. Right. I know you are. Um, <laughs> you see more Cohiba um, has, have entered some some of our collections yeah. um, in, in, in a somewhat limited way. But but again, it's, it's so it's a journey. And, and, you know, you keep. We've explored a lot of cigars in this podcast. Yeah. And we've done, we've done 100 to, and probably 10 at this point between. Yep the short smokes we've done too we've done some special episodes i mean mm-hmm. yeah and that's just different uh you know markers and vitolas that we've done on the pod but i mean there's so much more to do yeah but i think to your point about the you know for me it was obviously developing a palette but then also the consistent constantly redeveloping of that palette that i think changed preferences changed understanding of how tobacco tastes how tobacco tastes young with age you know, different varietals, different regions of tobacco. And I think, you know, it's all kind of tied together with a nice little bow on it because of the podcast. Yeah, I think on that, the thing that's so cool about this, if we all look in our towers, it's like every one of us individually is kind of responsible for one of those cigars Mm -hmm. making it into our tower. That's 100%. I can look around this room and literally each and every one of you has introduced me to something that I have fallen in love with so much. I want to hear them. That I'm going to go around. So like, I'm going to start with Bam. Bam introduced me to the Millennium Pyramid. Ah, I'm obsessed with that. I love it. it It's always in my humidor. Grinder, anything QD, I would have never given a chance. I always said it's probably too mild for my palate. He got me hooked on QD. I have several different Vitolas and boxes in my humidor. Puba, the Upman 2, every time I look at it, I think of Puba. Yep. Like, I always liked Upman, but I never really got into Upman the way that he is. And that kind of brought me into the fold. And, and the half Corona. I think the whole marker. The whole marker. I found the whole marker. Oh, that's through, true. Through our. I'm, the, I'm Upman's brand ambassador. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Rooster, I have to give credit. I'm obsessed with the Padron 80th, and Rooster actually gave me my first Padron 80th back when we met at that lounge, mm-hmm. and that's when I was so inspired to buy a box and smoke four of them consecutively mm-hmm. in one night. That's how much I fell in love with that. Had I not met Rooster, I truly never would have smoked that cigar, and I think it's one of the greatest cigars of all time. Like Pagoda, I think of the Davidoff Dominicana oh, yeah. all the time. Oh, Every yeah. time I see Pagoda, he's got that cigar in his hand. Amazing smoke. Gizmo will be surprised. The Pargus 898, I actually think of you for. Oh, wow. Not the Lucy, because I had a Lucy 50 cab before I met you, but I had never had an 898, and you had given me the first, I'm pretty sure, 898 I had, and it was mm. excellent. So, like, every person in this room is responsible for, like, introducing something to me in my tower, and, and that's what I versa. love about this group. Vice totally. versa, sure. And that, that's yeah. what makes this, I think, really special. That's awesome. And but, you know what I find interesting is that Whoever has been introduced to it, then they share it with somebody else. And like Rooster introduced me to the 898. You introduced Giz to um, the Exclusiva. This is going back in the beginning. Yeah. And I literally his, and literally his me. first day at the lounge. Yeah. With, yeah. with, with Bruchard. 
<laughs> with always, chocolates. Always with hey, Bruchard. those 1926 naturals with the little tobacco, the Bruchard chocolates might do good with them. Actually, actually, Pagoda introduced me to Zenos. <laughs> not, too, not too long ago. I'm very grateful for that. Well, I, th- I thought that was a cutie. I thought I would have gone. <laughs> wasn't that a cutie 54? Yeah, it, it was a collab. <laughs> collab. Listen, it's hard to get Rooster going, but that story of you guys giving him. By the way, the first RAS I ever smoked was given to me by Puba, and Puba won't remember it, but the first time we met, <laughs> it was you, me, and uh, Danny, and we were drinking uh, at the uh, old lounge, Yeah, and uh, we exchanged, uh, I think we gave you a new world, maybe an EP career EP, it was in It was an EP, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, you gave us the RAS. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah the, 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 the RAS, the and was, I love the RAS. I feel like I feel like I may have introduced the RAS to the group uh, oh, potentially. Definitely, yeah. Well, definitely uh, the Club Corona for sure. I, I would say you reintroduce it, and I say that because like before most of you guys joined, so like the newer members, yeah. like when we went up to the Dylan that time, I brought a whole box of RAS with me actually that night. So we were we smoking did. them before. Okay, but I wasn't enamored with that cigar. I liked it, but didn't love it. And then you kind of brought it back, and I fell in love with that cigar. Yeah, I, maybe it was the the, the cabinet. It, they need a little bit of time, and maybe there it was a the cabinet. It was the cabinet um, um, rasses that 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 maybe maybe brought things around a little bit. That but was I, a by the way, that was a huge revelation in the group too when we discovered the difference between the sliding lid box and the cabinet oh, versus sure. the, the dress, dress box and the oh, experience yeah. that we'd had even with young cigars. Mm-hmm. You know, coming out of a a, a cabinet or a, a, a sliding lid box, which is basically a small cabinet, but where they rest on top of each other instead of stuffed next to each other. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, had we not had the towers, I mean, there's no way you could fit a 50 cab of anything <laughs> in a desktop humidor. No. Yeah, that's it. So I think that's yep. that's what changed everything. Sure. And I think Grinder was probably the first one with he the, was. The, yeah, the, he tower. the first he was tower. the first guy. I don't know yep. what year did you get your tower? I got my tower in 2019. Oh, 19. I think that's right, because I got mine in 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think Puba got it before. After, but after uh, I, I was during when it was during, during well, COVID? well, no. I think it was Grinder, me, Puba, then probably you two. Yeah. He's pointing then, to Gizmo and uh, sorry, Gizmo and Rooster. I got mine last then, week. Then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. did, did so Pagoda get his before Bam? <laughs> oh, yeah. Or was Bam's delivered before, but he didn't actually that's set exactly. up until That's a very complicated thing. <laughs> yeah, don't ask, please. <laughs> By the way, let's just say... Oh, there's right. more Paul Roger. All right. So this is not another age bottle. We're not that bougie, folks. This is a... Non-vintage. A, a non-vintage bottle of Paul Roger. Still delicious, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Aim at a senator. <laughs> All right, very hey. nice. Oh, hey. Cheers. Oh, and no, those are... Those don't were, don't it, cross-contaminate. It, it, it was great times because we were... Um, there's only i'm not saying there's only so many places to go but we've gone a lot of places you know we've we've explored a lot of of what's good um and i think that finding those foundational those foundational markers the foundational vitolas that that really belong in the humidor all the time um that hold true you know that we know hold true which are the d4 which is a ras which is a, a, a part of a short. I think everyone should have a part of a short in their cabinet, you know, um, and, and up and half Corona. Um, and some of these foundational things, like like you should have up and twos. Um, you know what I mean? Stuff that, that, that you can get 
That's a, yeah, that, that, that's accessible for the listener out there. Go through go through our ratings archive on the website, and you'll see which cigars, Cuban and non-Cuban, yeah, you can that, live that line up exactly yeah. with those cigars that Puba just that mentioned. Live by that list. Yeah, you know, and some of the QD stuff. I mean, I'm not talking Corona Claros, which are, I think, mm. you know, somewhat limited. And boutique. And boutique yeah. I'm not talking 898s, which are somewhat limited. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking E2s from Partagas, which are somewhat limited. But the stuff you really want. The staples. You know, the staples uh, that are going to satisfy you all the time that, that aren't going to come out at such a high premium you, you know, if you have those, you're going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. And you lay those down, they're going to be really great. If if you if you you know, um, we all have in our humidors, um, D fours smoke great. They smoke great young. There's some years that are better than others, but at the same time, you know, you lay those down for a while, they 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 just get better and better and better. So so I think we all did a pretty good job of of staggering and staging our collections where where we we bought young stuff to lay down and bought vintage stuff to smoke kind of now and and backfilled our collections. I mean, that's what I did. Yeah. I think we all did. I think we all did. We we went in hard and kind of got, you know, some age stuff on the secondary market and then through private sales and then backfilled our collection with younger stuff to lay down on our own. I mean, I got boxes that I've, I've, I've had laying down that I haven't touched for years. Yeah. You, everybody does. And yeah. if you need help, you know, we are more than happy to come and help you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, but, uh, uh, I mean, but, uh, but we all do. But no, I mean, no, no, we no, all I'm do. Just um, I'm just saying that it's, it's. I was going to say, I just for a quick second want to go back to the 50 cab discussion because for me, that was truly game changing. And I do have to give Puba credit because I'm, I'm pretty sure he's the first one that kind of really got me to see the incredible value of pursuing 50 cabs. And I say that because. Obviously, long before I met everybody in this room, I, I was smoking the D4. That was always my favorite Cuban cigar. It still is. But that only comes in a 25-count box. So my assumption was any 25-count box you know, is, is just as good as the next. There's no reason to pursue a 50-cab. It's just a change in quantity. And the RAS, it's so funny when you know we're talking about Puba reintroducing that cigar. As I think about it, I had only had the RAS in dress boxes for years prior to meeting Puba. And then he pursues a cab, and I have one of these, and I say, this is so different than the experience I've had with all these out-of-dress boxes. And it's like that light bulb went off. And I remember like the two of us, we were going on Cigar Terminal every day trying to score Hit a refresh. Lucy cab, a Lucy 50 cab. And, and Puba said, get the cabinet, not the box. And eventually, the two of us were lucky. We caught it once it had popped up, and we each were able to order it. But um, I just think it was game-changing, because like Rooster mentioned, all of us at one point when we kind of started, we all had desktop humidors. We did not have towers. I couldn't buy a bunch of 50 cabs and have a place to put it. There just wasn't the space for it. And that's where the tower really became essential when you start to understand how you want to procure these different cigars you love and that you're going to need the space to do it. And it just made it a no-brainer to have to get something that you know you could do yeah. that and really collect. And I'm kind of glad that we bought the... The boxes when we did, yeah. Just going back, even like just from the years, point of view of price, we got very lucky with timing. We did. I mean, the prices have like doubled, if not tripled, on yeah. some of the, the stuff. I remember there was a three-week stretch where Gizmo was procuring one fifty cab of RAS after another. Yeah, 
We all benefited from that greatly. I thank you for that because we I still did. cherish that the two that I have. I lost global entry because of it. But. Yeah, we love you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but so be it. That's America's okay. most wanted. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah. It, no, but it, I think to your point, Senator, um, yeah, the, the there's, I mean, I'm not going to compare my Lucy, my Lucy cabinets to, uh, to gizmo who's got i don't know how many eight of them eight, eight or nine <laughs> cabinets boxes but i mean i've got a couple cabinet boxes i mean i haven't touched them i got eight nine eight boxes i haven't touched them yeah, yeah same, same here same. i haven't touched them mm-hmm. i haven't touched them i don't plan on touching them for yeah. a little bit for a while well the, the problem now you too know, with I'm all those cigars them. the problem with them too is the price when you pull one of those cigars out mm-hmm. it makes this 50 dollars padron that we have in our hand it's seem like it's a tremendous. Budget stick. It's tremendous. You know, it's crazy. What- I haven't even opened. Like, I haven't even opened. It's we're just thinking about it now. Like, dude, I haven't opened some sh- some stuff. Like, just to even check on them in so long. Might be, know, it might be time for a little checkup. No, no, but I know they're so fine. <laughs> I know they're I know they're totally okay because everything else is okay, and I just know they're just marinating. Like, dude, in, I got this. in Worcestershire. Am I wrong? <laughs> it's like a, it's, so, it's, it's a marinade. Of, speaking of age, you know, we've we've talked about, you know, age Cubans quite a bit on the podcast and we've smoked young stuff, old stuff. Yes. And we've talked about aged Nicaraguans and Dominicans and there's this often debate on the internet you see that Nicaraguans Dominicans can't benefit from time. And you're smoking a 10 year plus aged cigar. You know, the tobacco in this is 10 plus years of age. And difference. I think that we're really experiencing a next well, level let's not forget. of Nicaraguan tobacco. Let's not forget the 80th that we smoked at a yes, year. Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah. You had Episode them for 53. what, four years? Four years. And, yeah, they yeah. were spectacular. So I think we've debunked several times now the fact that yeah. Nicaraguan tobacco cannot benefit from I also from think age. the easiest proof point to that is try a Padron 1000 series and try 1946. And that four-year difference yeah, it does a world. It's tremendous. 64. Yeah. 64. Sorry, 64. Yeah. It does well, 46 a world of... <laughs> when Rooster bought those. <laughs> no, Senator's 42. Senator's gone dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> so we're into the second third here of the Padron 50 yeah. Years Hammer in Maduro. I am loving this cigar, Fantastic. Boys. The first third was excellent. Yeah, hey, you-, you guys are smoking very slow. I don't know what's going on. Well, we're savoring. We were told My to. Goodness. <laughs> Look at Pagoda. You can't no, no. rush through this. Jesus. And, 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 savage. He's a savage. He is a savage. <laughs> a real gov- well, someone in, cut him off. In New, Jer- yeah. in New Jersey, they say you're a real gavon. Gavon. <laughs> He's got an inch on me. Yeah. Nice is that job, tr- Pagoda. Is that really true? It's <laughs> <laughs> like bad porn. <laughs> Bam's like, let me show you mine. <laughs> we don't want to see the anteater. <laughs> <laughs> all right enough <laughs> so has this thing changed at all for you guys as we've gotten into the second third now? it's gotten for me creamier creamier if possible smoother but i'm still getting that cocoa and fruit combo which is so unique for me and i think it's delivering such a, a complex flavor that for me it hasn't changed too much mm-hmm. it's maybe gotten like you said a little creamier maybe it. yeah but it's enough. it's it's delivered so far a very, very pleasant experience, but the complexity is really keeping it interesting because I feel like every time I draw it, yeah. I'm getting a little something different. I'm getting the cocoa, a little espresso, yeah. a little earthiness that Rooster mentioned. And I'll say something. If you were if you were 
apprehensive about a retrohale earlier in a cigar. It's much smoother now. I would yeah. attempt now. I've done it the whole thing. I've been doing it every four or five draws. Dude. Excellent. You're capturing things that you won't get traditionally on a, on a smoke. And I, I think the burn line, the aroma at the, the head of the cigar. sharp. It's, it's incredible. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I think I just needed to acclimate because I've yeah. retrohaled since, mm -hmm. and it's much better. Yeah, much yeah. better. Yeah, it's a great smoke. I mean, so boys, we've done bad. um we've done a hundred episodes of this podcast now. Yep. And uh, I've got some moments that certainly stick in my mind as far as like memorable like line in the sand moments um, in the podcast, different things we've talked about, things things that we went crazy over. Obviously, Bam Bam accountability hour with his tower i think is one of my favorite uh, segments that we've ever done on this podcast did we, did we do that <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny about that episode there are two guys on cx2 that direct message me that still bust my balls on that <laughs> how many how long ago was that i can guess who <laughs> yeah that's one guy and there's another guy that lives down south that we some of you guys know that's almost eight or eight or nine months ago i guess now. ridiculous it's crazy you guys got listeners you got to let it go Bam, this is Bam. <laughs> bam, this is Bam. <laughs> that was hilarious. I, I, I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> what well, was you talking to yourself, remember? Yes. When you were, you were, right. yeah, you were trying to be introspective. I, I stepped mean, out of myself. Really get you, we yeah. had to get you to, to, right. to really think about right, you did. your actions. Yeah. We, yeah. We, you know? we remember. I know you try to forget, but it, <laughs> it was a very enlightening hour. I'm going to take each of you out behind the shed and teach you a lesson. Whoa. Easy. Take it easy, guy. We know what kind of damage you can do. Yes. I'm already hurting, please. <laughs> yes, yes. So as far as some other moments, guys, what other moments come to mind is uh, memorable for you guys on the podcast? Well, I think that I, for me, I think there were a couple guests that were real memorable who, who we can, oh, yeah. who I think we should talk about. Yeah. Well, uh, one is Dan, Dan Shashini, I think. Yep, Cigar Salute. And from Cigar Salute. And, so Dan uh, came on and did uh, did a full run of the fake Monte Fortuna box of Cohiba mm -hmm. Robustos that I bought that was uh, part of a big counterfeiting ring that was really advanced. And Dan came on uh, this time last year, I guess. Yep, and we did a Hermoso, and we did uh, the San Luis Rey, St. Louis Rey, uh, right? Regios with him. Yep. Yeah, that was That's a great when episode. the new CSI Lizard uh, series was launched. Yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I mean he's so knowledgeable, and I think we all, you know, he was great. He was he's fantastic, and he 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 knows so much. Yeah, he's so knowledgeable, and um, so I think we should make a toast, to oh, Dan, Dan, and uh, and say thank toast you, to Dan. To, Dan, to Dan. Cheers to everything that you do. Um, we love Dan. Dan's uh, a great guy. We love Dan. Uh, and also Rob. Rob Iowa, FOH. Oh, yeah. We did, uh, that was November of last year. We did uh, Partagas Lusitanias That's with right. him. Yep. Had a great discussion about all things FOH, Bond Roberts, um, the cigar industry. And that was obviously right around the time that prices really started getting yeah. crazy. So he was, you know, super helpful and knowledgeable about that. And, I think the thing that I took away from that conversation was when we were talking about runs of cigars and how he isolates mm -hmm. various runs of, of factories yeah, that was years, you know, of great tobacco or, yep. or mediocre tobacco. I, I, I especially connected with that because I have a bit of a manufacturing supply chain mindset and, and that was very, when he said that, I'm like, oh, everything clicks. That makes total sense. And it was I, so simple, yeah. right? I mean, and I was like, oh, obviously, yeah. I mean, and just to have that conversation and like, level it out and be like this is what happens and like oh 
this is organic material. It's subject to variability and you're going to have some consistency and then you're going to have some doinks yeah. <laughs> for a while. And that's just how it goes. I think when thinking back to special moments, it's not one necessarily special moment, but I remember I, I recollect fondly to the um, Senator Lounge in those yeah. days. And before uh, we came to 1086, because we recorded we, there. We, we were, just, in, we we were just, young and innocent. Yeah, we were. We had just <laughs> begun this journey of the recording, and I used to get so giddy. Like I was, I would wake up and I would be like, "Just get me through the day, so I can <laughs> go down the street and smoke cigars until you know one in the morning." And that's what you know that that those were great times. We had a lot of fun. I I had a lot of fun, and I I rec I I remember fondly. Yeah, and I feel like this is still a continuation of, of some of those some of those funds. Yeah, fun and times. for the, the listener, I mean, we recorded in Senator's Garage for a year. Yeah, we did. Yeah, which was you know, and, and we've been at 1086 now almost a year. Yeah, which is in like the it's almost like the second year of this podcast has been <laughs> like here at 1086. Like every great startup, it started in a garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> started in the garage. So Michael have, Dell and Senator Lizard. <laughs> well, we, yeah, I mean, we, he would open up the garage door and then we'd all go out and take a leak. <laughs> in a line. <laughs> in a line and, and, and all the smoke would pour out of the garage. In a line. We'd all go take a leak and look at the bears and the deer or whatever and uh, and then come back in. Um, and it, and it was during COVID too, which was, I think brought us together. There was, you know, I mean, I can't, we're like putting like hand sanitizer on <laughs> and, 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 you know, and it was just, uh, it was just nutty paper towels. He had a paper towel stash in the Lutheran cabinets in the yeah. garage. <laughs> the green, the green, green cabinets. cabinets. The, the green Lutheran cabinets. And like the, Lutheran made these. <laughs> the Lutheran. These, these are, these, these are Protestant cabinets like there's a catholic i don't know how them. you remember that but that's incredible it, it, you know i'm like these are protestant cabinets and protestant in, in 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 ridgewood made these anyway um so we had a good time there uh, and you know what other guest we must mention that we actually recorded in senator's garage was our tequila run oh two right. episodes with chef oh, ricky camacho ricky camacho Incredible. Ricky boy we got yeah. all right so we got to do a cheers to ricky cheers, and Rob. Ricky. We, have to. Cheers yeah. to ricky. we have to cheers, cheers to our ricky. guests my man rick cheers so we're cheers very selective with our guests i'm sure as the listeners know and uh because we don't have many of them on and uh you know the three that we've had on so far have really been home runs and yeah. for me the most important thing about bringing someone on it's not promoting a product or a brand or a new cigar or a new you know tequila or something. It's offering more value to the lizards, and it's the and, learning process. Yeah, we that's learn right. something new. I, I think yeah. the big thing is you know we really value people who are passionate about what they do, and whether that's someone in the cigar business, whether it's someone in the you know tequila business, whatever the case may be. And I think for Ricky, his passion when each of us met him at one point or another. And we all kind of looked at each other at some point and said, we've got to have this guy on the podcast. Like, I have never met anyone in my life who's as passionate about tequila as Ricky Camacho. Or knowledgeable. It's like infectious. Yeah, The guy incredible. has gone to Jalisco. Like, he just, as, as deep down the rabbit hole as we yeah. continue to dive in cigars, he's done that in tequila. Absolutely. And he opened all of our eyes up to all this artisanal tequila, understanding how to discern what's worth our time, what's not. And um, I'm just so grateful that uh, that we got a chance to, to meet him. Tequila Sam. Oh, sure. Yeah. And again, another spirit that I avoided 
Same, before, yeah, well, not, not before walking at the 1086. And I'm with you, Bim. Me. I me know too. other guys here are articulate. I never avoided it. No, yeah. you don't <laughs> avoid anything. <laughs> no, but Bam, to I, your I, point, I mean, it, yeah, uh, without yeah. the podcast and this friendship, well, yeah. we're talking, for me specifically, but we're talking the deep dive on champagne. Yep. We're talking the deep dive on tequila, cognac, scotch. Now, Armagnac, oh, no, scotch. Scotch. I mean, scotch. I mean, Armagnac really, is ridiculous. But the right? scotch wasn't as much of a revelation. Cognac you know, and we Armagnac. Drinking it, but cognac, mm-hmm. Armagnac. Unusual. And non-alcoholic beer as well. But I want to go a little deeper. Like It's not just the podcast. It's every cigar lounge across the country gives every cigar smoker an opportunity to meet someone and learn about that person, what they do, and learn something new. That's what I love about smoking cigars and we hear that from listeners too yeah. we'll sit down yeah, and yeah. say i yeah. went to a lounge i brought some cigars and you know, I met some great folks and yeah it's it it this community that it has it's just an incredible community it, it is it, it really is and i and i was i'll never forget this i was sitting um i was sitting in in our former lounge and uh i'm sitting across from senator we're having a conversation, and I think there were maybe there were other people there, and maybe there weren't. I can't remember, but remember, and he said, he said, uh, he said, you know, he goes, the cigar is the great. He goes, it's the great equalizer. Yep. And because we were talking about the group, and we were talking about, you know, this is we got a cool thing. It was like right before the podcast concept and talking about recording these kind of conversations we'd have because we were having conversations that were exactly like that we're having now, but just more informal. None of us would have met each other. No. no. So let's take the geography out of it. We're all in different industry. We're all at different points in our lives. Yeah. You know, it's, it's this cigar, this thing of ours to your point it, that has brought this very diverse group of human beings together. I mean, it's it's incredible, right? And, and I think that the, the I think that the, the the like the tie that binds is kind of this notion that cigar people are like so they're most not all, but most are kind of social animals. You know that they, they, they want the inter- they're into relaxing, appreciating things that are good. And but they're also social. I think at the core, I, I think most cigar smokers want, you know, to have a conversation. Most, not all, but want to have a conversation. They're interested in people. They're interested in things, and they appreciate good. They appreciate things, and I think that 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 plays into it. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think this is a hobby that you you can't enjoy everywhere. You have to seek out a place, especially in the wintertime, where you're going to be able to sit down and actually enjoy a cigar. And the number of people that are going to go and pursue somewhere that they can actually sit down and have that experience, right? That's a small but very strong population of lizards. And I think it's there that, you know, you're not sitting in a cigar lounge just on your phone the whole time. There's no virtual, you know, technological component to this. You're having conversations with people that you're meeting from all walks of life and, you know, that line, it's the great equalizer. When I lived in D.C., um, Shelly's Backroom that I've talked about, obviously, many times, one of the things I love, I used to, I'll be honest, I was frustrated with Shelly's about, and then I grew to really appreciate Shelly's for at least 10, if not more years, installed something in the ceilings that scrambled cell signals, oh, and you smart. could not get really? cell smart. service smart. in Shelly's by design. like it. 
it was the craziest thing I had seen. I was like, <laughs> why are they making my life so difficult to communicate with the outside world in here? But it was brilliant because it forced people yeah. to get off their phones and appreciate <laughs> what this is all about. That's and, great. And That's mingle awesome. and talk. Awesome. And is that for real? I kid you not. I've asked the owner. I Because when I was in D.C., I lived a few blocks. And my first apartment in D.C. was a few blocks They're away. blocking that shit? Blocking cell service from inside the place. You want to take a call or do anything, go outside. Not in here. This is to appreciate what we're smoking, yeah. to talk, wow. to enjoy each other's company. Is it still that, like that? that yeah. uh, so no. So there was finally so much pressure. Within the last <laughs> few years, they finally got rid of it. Now you can get service in there. But I just thought it was brilliant. And it was someone who I met in there and we were chatting and he said, you know, it's really the great equalizer in the sense that he's like, I never would have met you if it weren't, weren't for this place. And, and even if they didn't have this, we might have been in here. We wouldn't have spoken to each other. Right. You know, yeah. We might've sat at separate tables, been sitting there on our phone the whole time, and we wouldn't have actually had this happen. And so it was just such a revelation for me. And I really respect kind of what they had built at that place because mm -hmm. it's a very communal kind of environment. And um, we're lucky that we've been able to find so many other places that we're able to, you know, enjoy yeah. ourselves like that. Oh yeah. I I I was gonna I was taking a cynical lens to that and and suspecting some kind of uh, covert psyops who is trying to dissect your <laughs> your cell service and stuff like and that. And that's grinder guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I, I I the the sentiment that you're that you're relaying here is something that I've reflected on a lot because for me in my life um, this is something that's important to me interacting with you guys having friendships with other men who have like interests and you can just talk and I'm not I'm not trying to be silly or or too deep on this but a lot of my day is spent in front of a, in front of a screen or managing chaos with a toddler and a and a baby and a stay-at-home mom and my office upstairs and traveling all across the country and there's just a lot of bullshit and I don't get to smoke as many cigars as I used to but I do look forward to connecting with you guys because I need that connection. Yeah, and we all I need, do. I need to sit here without mm -hmm. looking at my damn phone, and I need to. This is something that I think men need, and 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 we should embrace, and 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 have this place of ours to to share in our frustrations, our joy, our love, and um, you know, it. Every time I leave, I'm inspired by by you guys. And I get a little burst of energy, and 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 I crave it. I find myself seeking it out. Um, and it's not so much the cigars; it's just like the the atmosphere, you know, the 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 talking about things that are introspective, talking about things that are mundane. It doesn't matter. Um, and yeah. th and that's what I, I think. That's something that we can all enjoy and embrace. And 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 I'm sure our lizards enjoy as well. They're lizard listeners. And you know, before we get back to the cigar, we have to note that since this podcast started, we've had two lizards that had babies. Yeah, man. Grinder and Senator. We've gone through this journey. We have lizard infants. Lizard infants. Yeah. True lizards. Geckos. They're like, geckos. They're like little geckos. <laughs> they graduate to lizardhood. Like mini iguanas. Yeah. Incredible. You'll be a, how many life things we've all experienced together and still experiencing now. I mean, once it's, reading it's cigar magazines. That's what I was going to say. You'll be proud to know my son's first proper crawl mm -hmm. was to pursue a cigar aficionado magazine that I had on the floor, and he crawled mm -hmm. right up to it and grabbed it. This, this is this is. Did, a, this did you is whisper a... in his ear, "Bullshit ratings, <laughs> <laughs> Padrone. <laughs> I, I was going to say this is like a this is like an era um, for me in my life, and it's and it's it's around these things, 
and there's there's clear lines of of transition in my life from buying a home, getting a dog, having a baby, and getting married. And I've I've shared all that with you guys. Yeah, you have. Yep. And now it's who I am. Yep. And I get to. It, I mean, uh, God damn, I've, I'll be friends with you guys for life if I have any control over that, right? And, yes, sir. Um, it's something that I really value, and I'm so grateful for all of you. And the fact that we've been able to extend that beyond these walls, you know, through these microphones to these amazing people out there that listen to us every week. Yeah. I mean, for me, like a formative moment with this group and our podcast was when we started getting emails from listeners. Or how about gifts? And now they're sending, you know, spirits and spirits cigars. And cigars we're it's revealing. Amazing. I mean, we have a, a, a run of cigars coming up that are all listener sent. Unreal. Yeah. That's unreal. It's incredible. Right. But you know what? I got to mention something about None of this would happen without Gizmo. Of course. No. There, there would not be a podcast. Our fearless leader. That's, right? That's true. <laughs> so we're very grateful to you. I wanted to let everybody know, now that we're at episode 100, Bam Bam's going to be taking over <laughs> as the producer of the podcast. Uh, I'll oh, be no. like, Mrs. Bam Bam, get the checkbook. We're going to hire this out. I'm subcontracting that work. <laughs> and the podcast is over. <laughs> no. And Bam, episode 101 Bam. will be airing in 2026. <laughs> Uh, We're on hold for about a year. Senator, Senator, as Bill O'Reilly would say. (laughs) That's tomorrow. That is it for us today. We will leave you with a... I can't do it. (laughs) Fuck it. We'll do it live. That Bill O'Reilly moment was hilarious. That was early on. It was. Oh, yeah. Pagoda. Something happened with Pagoda's headphones or his mic or something. Oh, yeah. Giz started losing his shit. (laughs) Puma Puma pulled up the clip. (laughs) Incredible. So, boys, we're about halfway through here on the Padron 50 Years Maduro, the hammer. Halfway for some. Yeah. Pagoda's almost done. (laughs) Yeah, he is. He's going to have to light another one. True true episode 100. You're going to have to have two 50s tonight. Absolutely. But this is is incredible. At this point, I feel like what's going to enhance the flavors we're getting we oh. have an additional pairing tonight that i yes. think we absolutely need to let's dive do into. it boys please so we have the balvany which we've done i believe two other balvanies on the podcast we did the doublewood 12 that we all love and yep. the 14 caribbean. year uh yeah caribbean cask fantastic and tonight we have the 21 year aged portwood which was special. an expensive bottle special yeah, age 21 years, finished oh. in port cast. Giz, are we allowed to take a drink now? Let's take a sip, boys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. It's fantastical. <laughs> so now here's, yeah, so this is a $350 bottle. Oh, man. 21-year age scotch. Which, you know what's a shame? During the pandemic, during 2020, this bottle was 250 It's gone up $100. No, what's crazy, crazy dude, this was actually marked down. Where I bought it from oh four twenty to three fifty. Wow, that's I mean that's like Habano's price model. Am I crazy? Are people but, drinking that much scotch anymore? That like these prices are just. I'm sure. Oh, I guess. yeah. Get, guess who we have to thank for that? The Asian market. Yep. Uh-huh. But you know things are going to change. Uh, things are changing in Asia. <laughs> <laughs> no, even over here, as people go back to work, uh, I, I think a lot of. Uh, the drinking's going to be down, and a lot of cigar smoke is going to be down. I think. I think the drink. It, it, Got, I mean, if people are going back into metropolitan areas and commuting, there's going to be more city drinking elements as well, but you're not going to be finding these rare, you know, high. Yeah, I'm talking about the bottles, right? Yeah, like, yeah, you exactly. know, the, the prices hopefully will stabilize. Yep. All right, that's it. I think inflation speaked. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I want to say about our pairings tonight? On the first half of the cigar, 
I really liked having the Paul Roger with it. And mm-hmm. now that we're kind of at this halfway point, well, moving to the Balvany is it, is it's an amazing start to that second half of the experience tonight. The experience has become much richer and bolder, and I think the pairing is outstanding. And if I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy for you, all of you experts in this room, when I take my first sip on the front, I feel like I'm tasting the barrel itself. I can taste that barrel. It's unusual. It's like an oaky, a little sweet, and very rich, and a faint hint of sherry in the background. It's fantastic. I don't know anything about this scotch, so uh, this is this is a blind. That's also surprising. Yeah, and, it's shocking. It's just the first time you've had this. Right? The first time he's I've dumbfounded. Had this. <laughs> me, me too. I've not had this before, and, and we wasn't expecting it. that. Neither def- was I. It's definitely blind, and it's definitely delicious. This is the most aged scotch I've ever ever had in my life. Really, twenty-one years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, this is this is really, you know, you, you talk about pairing complexity. You know, the complexity that we discussed in this cigar, even at its halfway point, it's still throwing things at me that I was that I'm not expecting. You know, the draws are 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 brilliant. Every draw, I'm getting a little something different. And when I put this scotch in my mouth and draw the cigar with it, I'm actually getting more. You are. I think I'm getting more of the yeah, earthiness. Are. I'm getting more of the cedar. The it's it's really a, a match made in heaven. Yeah, for me, it's pulling more sweetness out of the cigar. For me personally, mm. yeah, the, for the, sure. This is you can definitely taste that port, ben. right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like I, an aftertaste of port. I'm I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Really, it's right there. Yeah. This is the thing I think Balvini does better than anybody with scotch. We we Giz mentioned we did the Caribbean cask, right? That's finished in a X rum barrel. This is finished in an X port barrel. The flavor that, and, and the crazy thing is, like, this is 21 years. If you read on this box, it says the first 20 years are in, it doesn't specify, so either American oak or a sherry cask. Mm-hmm. It's the last year that's finished in the Portwood cask. And it's taking so much of that on. Exactly. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Well, we and know. I think you get that throughout what they do. Like, same with the Caribbean cask. You get those, like, little rum notes in there. Mm-hmm. It just, like, balances out the flavors so well. I haven't seen really any other distillery in Scotland do that as well. Like, when they finish it in a particular type of cask that's had some other spirit before, you really get it. And it's not in, like, a gimmicky way that it overpowers the traditional scotch notes you would get. It just complements it perfectly. Yeah, and you have to assume because port is so rich, that brief moment that it's in that cask, it it just takes so much flavor out of it because it's so rich, right? Are we even, I guess, I mean, Dalmore I'm not a huge fan of, but we did that Dalmore cigar malt That that was incredible. And that was finished in like, I think, a wine, an ex-wine barrel. That was delicious. And we were getting those notes. We were like, this is incredible. It's these these blenders and distill i mean some of the stuff they do is just remarkable yeah there's like a little bit of a fruit note that's going on in the bat just but it's not overpowering Mm-mm. and um that port comes through but i will argue i could argue that drinking champagne through this whole cigar would have been <laughs> is fantastic yeah, it would have been just fine <laughs> well, it's just, i know i mean it's actually <laughs> i i was like I was, we didn't I need had, to drop the 350 yeah i mean because because the interplay of the this cigar is very balanced and i don't want to imply that it has any kind of overpowering strength at all because it doesn't it for me it's it's i agree super super balanced but but the cleansing aspect like how the champagne cleanses your palate between draws like to me if i actually had to choose between taking a journey if you're like all right you can drink champagne or you can drink this 
through the cigar. I'm drinking the champagne through the cigar. Mm-hmm. No, but like, you know what like, it is so like, what like, you start off with, right? If you were doing the Belvini from the very beginning, then you're, that's... You're sticking with that. Then you're sticking I, with I'm, that. I'm, yeah. I'm happy with the half Maybe. and half here. I'll be honest. So obviously, I'm, I am love champagne. I'm obsessed with champagne. But for me, perfectly candidly, I prefer champagne with Cuban cigars. Um, and I prefer a spirit with more body with New World cigars. Now, to Puba's point, I do think, and everybody I think agrees on this, that that first half paired really well with the champagne. We totally so I agree. Take nothing away totally from that. Agree. But I do think this, as you especially, once we get to the last third, it's going to pick up even more. And that's where I think it does benefit from something with a bit more intensity and structure, like a scotch, especially sure. something this premium, mm-hmm. that just personally, I I prefer as a pairing. But with Cuban cigars, I mean, truly, we've we've obviously talked many times about the you know night out on my deck, the caviar night. That night, I don't we remember drinking, that night. Well, most of us remember. <laughs> not Gizmo. <laughs> Everyone yeah. except we're, you. We're not surprised. <laughs> we, we, I think that that's a night we should discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the plumber called that night? No. I be, I became the plumber that night. <laughs> I tried. I got fired as yeah. the plumber. S- Senator had to come out with like like tools that like he had never used <laughs> yeah. that he that he bought off of Amazon. And Harbor, they, like, still the, Freight. they still had the plastic on them. Yeah, they still had like the plastic on on on. on on like the top of you know <laughs> on the top of the wrenches and stuff and like bringing this thing out like, all i remember dude. from that night is senator telling me can you get gizmo out of this bathroom the funny thing for the listener just imagine i'm i'm we're out on the deck and i'm Jesus looking through Christ. the sliding glass door into my own house and there's a line to use the restroom i'm like why would there ever of us. we're men how long does it take to use the bathroom like how could there be a line and i go in and gizmo has been in there for god knows how long trying to unclog a sink that he's uh he's clogged this is a form of an accountability <laughs> The second time, Bam, a year and a half later. Oh, it's well deserved. <laughs> he lives. He lives that reality oh, every know. week. We do this. So, <laughs> He's given a hundred times. I'm very bitter about it. Oh, I'm still on retainer, by the way. So <laughs> yes, you are. Send me your invoice. Oh. And the sink. The sink is like the sink is very beautiful. And, and very and, modern, and very minimalist, modern and minimalist. Yeah. And it's like it's like the last type of thing that the sink was designed to accept <laughs> was a gizmo was was, was vomit <laughs> and uh the, and why you know no one still to this day really knows why why the vomit actually ended up in the sink instead of the toilet right next instead to it. of the toilet right next <laughs> to it. it so it was a complete loss of 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 function um i think uh, i think that night to me made me realize that you're just you you need to you need to mature your palate when it comes to when it comes to liquor. And I was thinking to myself, I feel like this is the first time this guy's puked because of because of booze. Because like it oh, wasn't, no. Oh, it no. wasn't. Oh, no, 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 no. God damn it, grinder. <laughs> no, no, Ask no. Rooster about his car. I love the segue. Oh no, 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 no. It was not the regal. First, <laughs> it's not the first time he puked. Rooster's car and went from gray to green. <laughs> okay. Accountability hour redux. This is good. Oh, so, oh god. Oh, are we uh, are we going here? Or are we not going here? <laughs> <laughs> two very memorable episodes on this podcast, boys. We'll, we'll yes, the young two guy very here. memorable episodes. I mean, uh, hey, look, you know, uh, Giz had to do payroll. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was two in the morning and he said i have to go do payroll and uh i looked at rooster rooster looked at me and uh, we said payroll it's two in the morning. It was then, a Saturday night. No, it was a Saturday. No, no. People got to get paid. It, it was, was a Thursday. It was night. a Thursday night. I, I can remember because I left. You left because I. Yeah, yeah. And we got kicked out of the lounge and we went to yep. another place to smoke and no, it all happened there. Well, yes, that's true. And then uh, then I say then I proceeded to save your life. You did. <laughs> oh no, I'm very grateful. As I said on that episode. Uh, yes. But I think I think I, have... I think I think Rooster has uh, some some uh, life saving skills in this narrative as well. Like, yeah. You, you got sure. your home. You chauffeured him home. Yeah. I drove did. me all the way home, and I yeah, lost yeah. my glasses. I and, left and my his, glasses. In his the car. car paid the price. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> but but you're a good man, Rooster. You're a good man. It wasn't it wasn't so bad, dude. But I do think that no 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 my man Rooster. Thank you, bro. Thank you. But that but that favor. Was, was returned I by guest de rooster as well. <laughs> oh. Wait, was it? Wait, no. what? Did I miss something? No, I wasn't. <laughs> Too much non-alcohol. All right, all right, all right. Maybe. It's just funny because I don't right. see that. Pagoda's keeping secrets. I all right, we leave it at that. I don't see that. You were there. You were there. The Boniello's night. Ah. <laughs> He drove me home, but that was it. <laughs> that well, was the extent. There was we'll no car. Know. There was no that car was wash needed. We will never know. There was no car wash needed. No, no <laughs> sanitizing. <laughs> we choked roost. Uh, what was it? Raccoons that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys, this thing of ours, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> even in its even in its nightmarish moments, I remember it's still beautiful. I remember you. you <laughs> oh, he's God. looking at me. He's looking at me, Mister Mister Singh. <laughs> <laughs> he's pouring Shiva's regal, and and and, oh, yeah. and Giz puts his hand over his cup, <laughs> and, 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 and he pours and he it moves his finger. hand over his cup, <laughs> and Mister Singh just looks at him, and this guy's got a turban on, there knives in it. <laughs> Knives in it. Like, you know, like he's wet, fully weaponized, this guy. He's like a restaurant owner. He's a millionaire. And he like he like looks at him and he and he just like moves his hand away and just he moves, gives his hand away and just fills his glass up with shit. And and gives I, his, like, I remember him pouring through his just fingers. Like, he poured through he the fingers. He poured it through yeah. the fingers. He's, just, he's like, no, you must. No, you must. <laughs> Indian hospitality. Right. Yes, yes. How and, do you say no? Yes. Oh. And, 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 and he was like, okay, okay. And then you know, 25 minutes go by and he goes, I have to do payroll. <laughs> and we're like, uh, it was not good. that's bullshit. It was all of a sudden, I got to do payroll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're, Giz is so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> if, we had a vid- if this were a video, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm moving. I'm <laughs> squirming. Not, stop squirming. Oh, it's it's, 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 he's oh, adjusting shit. the mic endlessly <laughs> and needlessly. Yeah. Oh. Giz knows the truth. He can edit all of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And I won't because I'm content first, boys. All right. First. <laughs> so I have a little surprise for you guys tonight. Wow. What? I haven't shared with you. You always have surprises. That I thought was pretty cool. So earlier this year, even, I actually, even after all the stories we even just after told? all the stories. I don't know. Yeah. I'll pass on the Bouchard. <laughs> <laughs> no chocolate. Uh, so earlier this year, I had this brainy idea. I was working with, uh, with an artist that I know uh, who I love, and uh, he does some amazing stuff. I have actually some things in my home that he's done, and I actually had a lizard watercolor done 
custom. What? That I got you guys all prints of. What? And I sent him pictures of all of us, and he built. Oh. <gasps> what the a fuck? A lounge is this? scene. I got to get up and look at this. Of the lizards. So I'll pass it. What is it? No, 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 no. no. We have to get up. So this is. Who is that? This is the seven of us in abstract. I told him not to make it too crazy. And I I actually see Pagoda clearly. Beautiful. Beautiful. So here you are, boys. You can take it. Pass it around. I see Rooster's head. (laughs) So it's abstract. It's not. uh, I told him I didn't want absolute likenesses. um, But I asked him to make a cigar lounge type of view. You can see the lizard logo in the back. And when we start the Lizard Lounge. <laughs> you can see the Lizard logo on the Wait, wall. How many people are in that? I, I told him to put eight. I actually sent a picture of uh, Lizard John. You can see Lizard oh. John's in there, too. Oh, wow. Uh, it was right after John passed. So is that a scene from here? No, it's it a scene. Just, I asked him to just make something abstract with uh, watercolor. I sent him some photos. I said, use these as reference and kind of wow. paint his vision of uh, what a cigar shit. lounge is. So I actually have prints for all of you it's guys oh, wow. uh, that I'll give you in the next coming the coming weeks. Amazing. But it's a, a pretty Beautiful. large uh, watercolor a, done. That's a tremendous gift. Yeah. And I'm awesome. looking at you with serious eyes. Thank I you. I love you guys. Tremendous. And I love this thing of ours. That's crazy. So I have that hanging in my office now. Wow. As Again, it's abstract, but... Yeah, it's cool. Huzzah. I sent... Uh, Sent the seven photos of the boys. God, is that me with the glasses, like in a huge? It could cloud be. Of smoke it could be. The There's left? no specifics of who's who. <laughs> it's very abstract. I just sent some photos, and and uh, he painted a picture of a cigar lounge. I think the only one that's not in the abstract is Rooster on the left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very accurate. <laughs> this, is, this is wild. Oh my god, it's heavy. Yeah, so I had it framed at Michael's, but I have prints for you guys in frames coming. Fantastic. I didn't want to bring it all tonight because it would have been a you lot. You are the but, man. But uh, yeah, so I got that done earlier this year. Oh, it's really, uh, it's pretty cool. That's guy too named, much. Too so much. Artist is named Frank Coran, K-O-R-A-N. He does incredible watercolor work um, of buildings, of people. And uh, yeah, so I had him do this. Amazing. I think I talked to him in March. Beautiful. And I've been holding on to this for three months. Oh, wow. Guess, thank <laughs> this you. Is so why you this fantastic. is why you have a good uh, frame guy. I do have a good frame guy. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm, I'm, I'm the balding guy in the glasses on the left hand side. Maybe? <laughs> I thought that was Rooster. That is Rooster all the way. Is that me or is that you? So that, I like this discussion. I said, don't make it specific. I wanted it to be abstract. Yeah. And you can see Lizard John in there too. Cool. So yeah. Oh, Very Lizard cool. John. Oh. Very cool. We should, we should, cool. you should uh, let his sons know that I will. he was included in that. Yeah. I, first, I wanted to let you guys know first, of course. but You. Yeah. You. So I actually already have frames and stuff. I'm just waiting on the prints. And uh, yeah. Yes, I'm in the next few weeks. I think that that's so cool. Thank you so much. I think that's so cool. That's awesome. That's really awesome. He's a good artist. Yeah. And I sent him the lizard logo to put in the back. I see that. I said, that has to be in there. I don't care what else is in there, but the the lizard logo. Would you say that's that's, so from the left, that's me and then Pooba? Senator. Puba. That's Senator on the left. <laughs> on the left. Excuse me, Rooster. I'm sorry, Rooster Puba. Um, I would say that's me. I would the guy, say the guy I, standing I, up is Pagoda. Who yeah, am I? Pagoda. I think, I think I'm clue who I am. In that. I think that I'm, could be Senator there. I don't that's know. That's true. That could be. That's Lizard John with the hat. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. My man. So yeah. Beautiful. That's got to be Pagoda standing up. I think I'm standing yeah. up. I think Pagoda's sitting down. He's darker. He's a darker man. So I'll put this up on the Instagram so the lizards can fucking racist. Yeah, they're racist. 
Oh, let's keep it civilized. No, I, I, I curse. Is that okay? <laughs> Is that okay? Is that okay, Dad? It wouldn't be the first time. It won't be the last. <laughs> That's awesome, guys. I love it. Yeah, it really That's is. really cool. I mean, I love it. It is really, it's a really cool painting. It's just <laughs> a cool painting. It's excellent. It it's is really, really excellent. Yes, you guys will have prints of it soon. Mm-hmm. I want one. I'm going to put one in my office. Yeah. And I wanted it to be abstract enough that if somebody came in your office, they're not like, oh, that's you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's just a uh, portrait of a, yep. that experience that we're talking about, sitting in a lounge with your friends, mm-hmm. having cigars, in conversation, maybe two, three conversations happening at the same time, really depicting Look at your bad self. this thing oh, of yeah. ours. Yeah. You Look know? at your bad this, self. Listen, we're very lucky, man. When it's you awesome. do something like that that's abstract, it makes it timeless. Mm-hmm. I nice. just, Gizmo. You've done yourself. The the growth is just <laughs> unbelievable. The growth. <laughs> Look at him. He's I mean, we went from puke stories to <laughs> here's a custom he's painting. Com- he's commissioning art now. Look he at is. this. He's unbelievable. He, he's commissioning art. He went from eating Bouchard chocolates, <laughs> puking in his car, wearing hoodies, <laughs> puking in your sink, and and now he's commissioning art. I think, and I he's think, a technical, and he's a technical genius. I think <laughs> I, I think all of us go through that cycle at some point. His learning curve was just a very little steeper than that. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty intense, too. Oh, yeah. It's, it's from Costco all the way to Belvedere 21. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. If you would have graphed that within a year. <laughs> this is, this, speaking of Belvedere, this is the port on this is so, I think right now it's, it's blending perfectly. It really with is. The, with the yeah. cigar. Yeah. I just took the band off of my cigar. And I'm definitely sensing it, as Senator was saying, starting to pick up a little bit. A bit. In strength, but it's still so smooth. Very smooth. Like, I would say it's not a medium cigar. I would say it's a full cigar, but the delivery is just so complex and smooth. Yeah. It's world class, man. Oh, sure. I mean, this is like... Oh, man. The, the funny thing about Rounded. this uh, this Balvenie 21, so a few of the lizards will remember this. I think uh, Rooster was definitely there. I think Bam was there during COVID when uh, some of us had went up to uh, Woodstock um, basically everyone was so cooped up and, um, we had organized at our former lounge, just a little trip up to this hotel that a guy knew the owner of oh, yeah. during the pandemic. So Wonderful. we could just go somewhere. And, um, they had a great giant fire pit. We brought a bunch of cigars and we did a little fun thing with scotch where we said, everybody has to bring a different bottle of scotch. Nobody can bring the same thing. Nothing younger than 12 years, nothing younger than 12 years and nothing more than, I think we set a cap on like maybe $150 a bottle. Everybody followed that except one our very good friend, Dave, um, who brought oh, yeah. the Balvany 21 uh, Portwood. And then we had tried all these different scotches and we did like a kind of blind ranking of which were our favorites. And this one handily, as you'd expect. I mean, it is just, honestly, to me, this is one of the best high-end scotches, sure. period. Yeah, most of the scotches that are over 18 years old, they're not interesting, right? We prefer the 12-year for some of those makers. This is different. And the other thing I will say, again, I've been very lucky. I've had 30-year scotches, some crazy stuff. A lot of those higher, more aged scotches, some of them are too intense. Like they they have a real serious bite. Like they're not enjoyable. I for me, a really premium spirit, you you kind of just want to be able to appreciate neat. We're all drinking this neat, every single one of us and enjoying it. It's smooth but flavorful and complex. And a lot of these other ones I've tried, they're just so aggressive. I'm like dying mm-hmm. to just throw a few ice cubes in there because yeah. it just needs to mellow out. So I just think it's like the perfect, it, it's the perfect pace yeah. 
for like a really enjoyable kind of refined evening. Yeah. I think, and and that's exactly it. I think if, if I'm going to sit at home and sip a, a scotch on a birthday, Christmas, something, I'm not going to go this crazy. But when, in a moment like this where you're celebrating with, with friends, people you really care about, mm-hmm. it, it, this is delivering what I think is the value that I'm getting out of it tonight. Yeah. I, I think it's a really, really excellent scotch. You know, the more I drink it, I'm getting honey notes, it, and it's settling in, and it just gets tastier and tastier as I get deeper in. So I'll read the, it has tasting notes on the side of the box. It says, a perfume of ripe raisin notes and fruit skins is backed by a dryness with hints of almonds and walnuts. To taste it is silky with fruit, syrupy honey sweetness, mm-hmm. as Bam was saying, yeah. uh, leather oak, number of guys talked about the oak yeah. uh, in the barrel. Uh, tannins and notes of ginger and cinnamon. Its finish is long, gentle, and nutty. Hmm. I think that fairly well Pretty accurate. Up. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of the times when, you, you know, we read these tasting notes on the side of the box, it's a little... <laughs> you, I mean, we, we keep trying to look, uh, look for Can I get a little honey too, too aspirational? My... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, I think contrived. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and forced. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like fruity decadence, right? I mean, it's... No honeysuckle it, tonight, as we've laughed about. But th- <laughs> this is just—it's—it's it's just such such an excellent spirit, even at its age. I mean, and the fact that it's only been in a port barrel for under a year yeah. is shocking. How much you're getting of that—that that finishing uh, flavor? But it's not—it's not—it's not overwhelming the port. No, it's, no, it's just no. like a little. You just get it. You know, it's definitely there, but it's not something that you're like, wow. You don't taste. Well, how, you don't, it, it doesn't feel like you're drinking a port. In other words, no. How much is a bottle of McAllen eighteen? Three fifty, right. around this price. Yeah. Right. Oh, please. So you see what I'm saying? I'd have this any day of the week. I'd take this that. ten yeah, times out of ten. Over it. That's what I'm saying. Yep. And that's to Bam's point. You know, the McAllen eighteen. We well prefer the take price out of it. Yeah. Take price out of it. We well prefer the McAllen 12. Yeah. Sherry Cast. Sherry Cast. The Sherry black, I, black I think bars. I'm the exception. Now, grind, I, I Grinder, think, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, Grinder, p- put your point of view forward because I know you love that. I think, I, I just, it, I think the, if you go from 12 to 15 to 18, there are gaps that, that are there and, and you, you can taste it. But the jump from 12 to 15 is, 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 I think it's very noticeable. I think the jump from 15 to, to 18 is very small. Nonetheless, I think the 18 is fantastic and is so smooth, and uh, I, I love it. However, it's something that I only, it's not something I seek out. I would, def, if sitting down, having a cigar, I'll go for a 12, 9 out of 10 over an 18, because 18 is just a special occasion for me. But do you prefer so this I, over the 18, McAllen uh, 18? I mean, price uh, price point being the same. Um. N- no, no, but but very soft. No, <laughs> if that makes any sense. <laughs> no, that makes and sense. the fifteen is yeah. it's not very good. So I I don't know. I want to just go there. So I'm 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 actually I'm not far from where Grinder is in the sense that I recently this year re-explored McAllen eighteen, and I was very pleasantly surprised. It was much better than I remembered it. Um, so the, I think there is merit to McAllen eighteen. The value of the twelve years is just so hard to argue with. Um. So with McAllen, we love the 12. I very much, I used to shit all over the 18, full disclosure. I've come to appreciate it more. I think everything Grinder has said about the 18 is exactly right. The only problem I have is the 15. So ironically, that night we went up to Woodstock during the pandemic, and I was telling that story where we had this. 
someone brought McCallan 15. I really think McCallan, that one year, that one expression, they have like totally missed the mark. Hmm. Like McCallan 15 tastes Agreed. nothing like the 12, nothing like the 18. It's harsh. It's got a bite. The flavors were muddled. I, that's the one thing I just really don't appreciate that they've done. And I love McCallan as a brand. The thing I'll give Balvenie credit for, I'm stunned. I've, I think I've tried just about everything they make. I've had the 12, and there's two 12s, right? There's there the are. 12 double wood and then the, the 12 single barrel. That's right. We've done the 14. Yep. I've had the 17, which I really like. We've done, uh, we've all had the 21 now. The Caribbean 14. And yeah, yeah and yeah. every single one of those delicious. is a great bottle. They're I don't, delicious. There's Bethany not one the of best. them that those. I have a problem with. Where McCallan, I just, if they could just fix that 15, I really think that there's, it's inconsistent with mm-hmm. the brand. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, my experience with 15, I think, I don't, I don't see the inconsistency there. Um, I think for me, I think if you were, if, if Puberter asked me the question right now, thinking about it more, I'd probably say not, not a soft, not a soft yes, but I don't know <laughs> is the right, ex, is the right answer. You're saying because, between the, the McAllen 18 and the Balvenie 21. Exactly. Okay. Uh, because, because for me, for me, the McAllen, when you have those gradations and then you, you justify with the price points, the only thing that, that I, that I consistently came back to was like the jump from 12 to 15 and then jump from 15 to 18, the price difference is not commensurate with the taste difference. And that was always a little troublesome for me. Got it. And um, so, how much is the fifteen? I just want to point to that really quick. Is it like one seventy five? I think maybe? it's one fifty. One fifty. Yeah, around one fifty. Right. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. then again, sorry, it was one fifty a bottle a few years ago. So now maybe it's closer to what you're While saying. While you're talking, I'll Google. I'll, I'll do some googling on me really quick. Uh, grinder, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, but, but, but you but know, like, I think the way I, think, I look at McAllen's and Belvinis are like Davidoffs and Padrones, meaning they're both very, very good. That's a good point. I, they're I, excellent. They're a, a go-to scotches. Yeah, actually, and they're go-to cigars. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm very glad. Pagoda. That's. I think a brilliant comparison. And I just say that because when we were deciding what we were going to pair as far as a, a scotch for tonight, um, someone threw out like, "Should we get the McAllen Rare Cask?" And I've had. We McAllen actually had a couple listeners say, "Are you guys going to do this?" Yeah, we, and we threw that around. So I was at a friend's place for dinner, and a fantastic friend who I I have to just give quick credit to because a lot of champagne that I've tried and fallen in love with and shared with everybody in this room has come from a friend of mine, uh, Alex, uh, New York. And um, I mean, you, I think you guys remember when I'm, uh, you know, uh, a 1990 something bottle of Vouv Clicquot, like, oh. you know, vintage, like crazy stuff I've drank with him. He's got an amazing palate. And we opened up a bottle of McAllen Rare Cask one night and it drinks like a barrel strength, high proof bourbon. It's mm. very, oh. very aggressive. And for some people, I get like they like that. For me, I need ice. I I cannot have something, and I know it is higher proof. I don't know what the proof on that spirit is. You're very delicate, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're sitting here saying McCown 15 is harsh, let alone, let alone this. And I just think like the the analogy Pagoda makes. It's like you know Davidoff. As much as there are some cigars that they make that we absolutely love. They come out with a lot of these really random releases, and they're very hit or miss. And I do think that McAllen, I mean, if you look, they have, like, there's some crazy stuff. Like, I've seen people bring it. I'm like, I've never seen that before. And it's this random release that McAllen came out with. And at the price point they're selling it at, you try it, you say, it's good, but it's really not great. And it's certainly not worth $300 a bottle. 
And you just don't have that happen with Balvenie. Like Balvenie just has a core line. There's no like random special releases. It's the 12, 14, 17, 21. That's it. They don't have these random other um, releases. So I kind of like the Davidoff Padron comparison. And that's not to knock McAllen because some of the stuff they make is incredible. And I think they make, in my opinion, the best 12 year, the Sherry Cask. Um, but I, I almost wish they would just focus on a core line and not have so many others that I don't think live up to the same that the core Too line Too many does. derivatives. Yeah. And I just think from my experience, obviously having the 21 now, I, I just think I prefer overall, I prefer Balvenie as a pairing scotch to my cigars. Me too. Yeah. Like I, I'm always reaching for Balvenie over mm-hmm. McAllen when I'm, when I'm having Even the 12 Sherry? Wow. Yeah, I love the double wood. I, I, think, prefer, I prefer the double, the double wood, wood to the with a cigar. I but think, I think we have would probably agree with you, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah? No. No? Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Please, no, make I my case. No, I, no. <laughs> Please. I no, don't but agree. I, I, no, I mean, uh, the double wood is great. It's it's very approachable, and it's and it's, but it's not McAllen 12 Sherry Cask, which will always, always, forever, from now until eternity, until the earth disintegrates and then regenerates itself <laughs> will always be to me we're getting an astronomical of fucking yeah. all, uh, we're, in, we're in the galaxy now oh, yeah. of all time i think i think okay. this this is a window into puba's mind no like like the balcony double would yeah do you see a lot of it in my locker sure mm-hmm. but you see a lot of mccallan in my locker a lot too i sure. mean um no so the answer is no. It's a hard no. <laughs> and McCallum Twelve is is the bee's knees in my view in terms of an all around Scotch on a desert island. If it's my last drink and I'm going to the I'm going to the chair, I'm 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 having a McCallum Twelve. Uh, period. Hard stop. No negotiation. That's it. Yeah, I just think for me again, I'm not knocking Balvenie Doublewood. I, I love, love it. the Doublewood. I'm I have a bottle right here. Right, I think when Puba says like it's very approachable to me, the difference is the Balvenie Doublewood is like supremely drinkable. That for like a night of volume consumption, it's doable. It's fantastic yeah. for that. Yeah, but I think the McCallum Twelve Sherry has more complexity, and so when I'm just gonna have like a glass or two of scotch. And I just want something to be complex and really pair with a fantastic cigar. I think that it's hard to beat the McAllen 12 Sherry. That's that's the only thing. In a conversation or anything, the McAllen, McAllen 12, if you're gonna sit down and have a talk, you're gonna sit down with your with your with, with your dad, you're gonna sit down with the your best friend. You're gonna to me, I'm if I'm in a bar, I'm just saying, I want McCall you got McCallen 12 Sherry. Okay. That's what I'm going to have. That's what I'm ordering. But I'm by, out. By the way, in Carnegie, we're known as the Balvenie Corner. Everybody <laughs> drinks. Everybody drinks. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm down with yeah. it. Yeah. I, I'm just saying it's too close to my heart. You know, it's it's too personal. It's personal. That, that I, I mean, my dad's cat. <laughs> it's named McCown. <laughs> this is a family you, affair. You know, a family I, I, affair. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, he <laughs> named his cat McCown. It's McCown, cat, animal, pet. The other one's named Brian Williams. <laughs> All right. Because he came by like during the nightly news, a stray, and he took it in. 
And it was during Brian Williams. Williams. I love that the vet, by the way, the vet sends reminders like Brian Williams is due for his his rabies shot. Does he he have a button in his litter box that closes the door? (laughs) No, that was Matt Lauer. (laughs) (laughs) That's the next cat. (laughs) I swear to God, though, this cat kept coming by, kept coming by, kept coming by. And uh, finally, they take this cat in. You know, he's down in Florida. And they take that the cat keeps coming by. And the cat comes by at the same time. And Brian this is on the Brian Williams is on this called him Brian Williams. That's pretty cool. That's pretty Brian awesome. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. So there's McCallan, he's drinking McCallan, and then the, he's got a cat named McCallan, and then the cat of the cat comes by and he calls him Brian Williams. <laughs> <laughs> if if I if I have another dog, which I probably will, um I br- McCallan is in the is in the roster for uh, potential names. Absolutely, you just call him Mac for short. Mac, that's Mac. A, I, Mac. I was thinking the same like, thing. Call him Mac. Mac, Mackie, little Mac. All, and by the way, all this cat does, it's totally not like a McCallan does, which is, which is like <laughs> what, what foster. <laughs> it's like a catalyst for like socialization. This cat hides under the bed like twenty four hours a day. You can't even find this animal. <laughs> can't, you, you can't even find it. It doesn't even exist. Hiding constantly. I'm like, where's McCallan? He's like, he's under the bed somewhere. He's somewhere. I think it should have been named. It, it should have been named the drink with Rooster God last week. A total introvert. This guy. Oh. The Haitian rum. The Haitian rum. What's the, what's the Indian scotch that you guys referenced uh, before? The Rampour. Rampour. Fucking cats under a bed. It's like rolling its own cigarettes. <laughs> having a fucking, you know, you know what I mean? Like making appointments. You know what I mean? <laughs> On a BlackBerry. Blackberry. Black, he still e- has a Blackberry. Send, right, sending its own emails and shit. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Giving it's zero sweet. fucks about anyone else in the house. Got a whole world under there. Under <laughs> exactly. The so, boys, what are some other moments that you can think of that you point to as uh, seminal moments for you with the podcast? Anything come to mind? I know, I know Pagoda's driving was a big one. Yes, it was. <laughs> that was yeah. Thank you, Giz. <laughs> I haven't been in a car with Pagoda since. <laughs> I don't think anyone should be. That, that, I think that's why uh, Pagoda got a car that drives for him. Yeah, he's yeah. a Tesla now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I think the um, one of the most fun episodes and just general, like you could you you, you could remove the the mics from that that night and it would have been it would have been the same. Was the um, when we did the uh, Partagas uh, Calabra. Calabra. Oh, yeah, that was oh, great. Wow. That was special. That was a great night. That was a lot that of was fun. Incredible. That was fun. that was such a revelation. And and you talk about cigars that we've done that when we were even before we hit record, we're sitting there going, "Holy shit, what is this going to be like? Is this? I mean, is this even like a, an episode that we're going to be able to do?" And then we split these aged Calabras up. I think they were 12, 13, 14 years age. I don't remember. That that rooster brought, and we we light them, and we turned into like giddy little giddy boys. Kids. It, was, it was it was euphoric. <laughs> it was euphoric. Yeah. It was. I remember we're sitting there smoking, like this is amazing. Poop is like, you know what pair amazing with this right now? Champagne. <laughs> yeah. Champagne. Center, can you go to the cellar and get champagne? champagne? And I I literally I read in, got a bottle, savor it. Like everything about that night was just so unexpected, spontaneous, and unscripted yeah. and spontaneous. Sh- it was amazing. Yeah. I showed up like midway through the pod. From like a work outing or something, coming out in an Uber singing like some silly song, and I was already pretty drunk. <laughs> <laughs> 
Had yeah, you guys was... had a Culebra before that night? No, I never. Not, no. No. I had not had No, because yeah. we thought it was gimmicky. Yeah. Every yeah. box of Culebras I ordered was after that night. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Same. And there's, you know, you talk about a value cigar. People don't seek that cigar out. So you can find reasonably aged stuff. They're at, available. At decent prices. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, you know, I have some aged ones that I picked up, which I was lucky enough to pick up before the prices went up. And uh, they age really, really, really well. I mean, phenomenally well. My hypothesis is, is that I would attribute it to, one, it's... It's really good tobacco. Two, that the closeness, the that that coffin that the Calebras come in, and how they set up over time together, just sitting together uh, as three, really just I think creates magic. That that if you haven't experienced it, do it because it, it it's a different experience. It's floral. It's got the part of its DNA, but it's got this floral aspect to it that's really sophisticated. It's actually, it's kind of ironic or, or in that it's, it's, it looks so ugly. It does, but, but it's also, but what, but it smokes so it, elegant. It's, so it's, it's yeah. So for the listeners out there, Google Partagas Calabra right now if you don't know what we're talking about. So what it is is it's three cigars, kind of. How would you describe that? It's like they're braided. They're braided together yeah. and, and, and banded. They're rolled pretty wet so they can do that. So when you take them apart, there's three cigars in there that you, ha- you smoke or you share with two friends. We obviously took a couple uh, uh, braids apart for the podcast. And you take this thing out, and it's this crooked, you know, Puba joked about Peroni's disease. It's this weird, uh, <laughs> it's this weird looking cigar that you have in your hand. And it's like, what in the hell am I lighting? And then with this age on it, it was it miraculous. Was incredible. It was incredible. That Fantastic. was maybe that was probably the first cigar that we did on the podcast that was an absolute shock. The dessert notes that we got on that was off the charts. Off the charts. It, very sophisticated smoke. Very. Yeah. It was incredible. It, in terms of flavor, flavor profile, yeah. like a very com- very complex. They set up really nice. If you like Partagas. The DNA. It, it's 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 funny because it's ugly, but so beautiful. <laughs> and you know that was some of the best Cuban tobacco that we've ever had. Yeah, was that Partagas Calebra and Absolutely. that weird presentation. I remember oh. Bang being very excited about it for I some was, reason. Well, <laughs> Bam, this is Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the first three draws into that, I was in love. Well, it it's very just, floral. Ah, uh, and a lot of dessert spice in that. A lot of cinnamon. Yeah, it's got that. Then it's got that part of this There's kind of DNA. A biscuit there. note in there too. Delicious. Really good. God, I want to smoke one right now. Mm-hmm. Me too, man. And you know, <laughs> we talked. You know, we mentioned it earlier. It's just like because of the podcast. You know, we put an episode out each week, alternating Cuban and non-Cuban. We have to explore these cigars and marcas and vitolas that we would have never reached for otherwise. And we've been able to share so many of those moments. I mean, it's honestly incredible how many yeah. cigars that we've. Yeah, that we now have in our tower because we said, you know what, let's do it. Uh, so many new worlds we never would have considered buying. Ever. Absolutely, yeah, and that's still true. don't consider buying. No, that's not true. <laughs> no, 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 not true at all. And and Puba has fallen in love with a few. You fall in love with a few you new have. worlds. Yeah, yeah, you have. You talk yeah, a big game, you're, but you're not always a grumpy old man over there. <laughs> My biggest surprise. <laughs> let's talk about it. My biggest surprise. <laughs> My biggest surprise. Speaking of new worlds and Puba, was we were going through. I think our short smoke specials yep 
We have one coming up, by the way. And I remember we were talking about the Papas Fritas. Yeah. Oh. And I just remember looking over at Puba, and he's just got this funny smirk on his face as if this cigar wasn't new to him. And I've certainly, I'd never heard Puba mention a Papas Fritas before that. And And he told us a secret. And he told us a little secret. He's like, I may have some of these in my humidor. <laughs> and he, he kind of kept it quiet from us, but he, he was very familiar <laughs> with it. He's very selective speakers. what p- photos he sends on the group chat. Oh, yeah. And what photos he does not. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, as the short smoke goes, the Papas Fritas, which is. Uh, By the way, we have that coming Liga up. Liga Pravada, right? Uh, yeah, it's a Liga Pravada Papas Fritas. It, 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 it is, a, is, a, is a good, it's a good short smoke. It comes in a little tiny 50 cab, and they are actually good. Um, They're delicious. But, I mean, I'm taught, but, but more broadly, I mean, we've had, there's been some. There's, we've had some real collision dogs. courses. I mean, we've look, had at, dogs. look we've at had la- some head-on collisions. Look at, look at the some... Las Calaveras, oh, the yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> I can't even remember <laughs> these the names. You know year. the names. I mean, I, uh, what are the names? There's what are the ones. worst cigars that we smoke? <laughs> we we <laughs> oh, no. pull what, them up. What oh, Gizmo just up. said that is by far the worst, the worst cigar we have ever smoked. Was I here for that? Cuba wasn't here for it. I think you got very lucky. He was intentionally not here. Thank the Lord yeah. and Jesus, been baby Jesus, <laughs> that I wasn't here, that I didn't w- have to waste. The the Drew Estates that we've tried were were always pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So the, some of the worst cigars we've ever smoked. What are the worst cigars? The Hoyo de Nicaragua Antonio was a 5.0. Dude, that broke my heart. Shit. That really did. Because that, that's, but that, so I'm with you, Brett. <laughs> It's because it was a large ring gauge, which you should never smoke that in, and yeah. it was a little wet from it was that. A wet. Very wet, yeah. So uh, another one that did not perform well was my father, the judge, got a five point six. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> I was there for that. That was shit. San Cristobal de la Shit, Habana. I was there for that. La Punta, La Punta, La Punta. <laughs> la Punta. It's like a punt. On it does make it makes good punt. fertilizer. Five point five point nine on that. Thank, dip- thank you again, Bab. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna do some fives. Uh, the Atabe Brujos Robusto got a okay. 5.8. Oof. That was a shocker, right? This that, one, that was an expensive one. Yeah, yeah that was. was. And this, this one was a major shocker. Oh, I know where the it's Opus. going. Yep. The Opus. The, well, yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> that is so expensive. The, oh, oh. That was a bad one. The Opus X Perfection 888. We got it. That was a 6.6. It wasn't in the fives. The one I was going to call as far as a major surprise for me was the Roman Ionis lcdh superioris yes which got a 5.7 very disappointing um i'll skip over that one as we go through uh what looks like the second worst cigar we've ever done on the podcast was a cuban hoyo de monterey elegantis lcdh Mm -hmm. so that's two lcdh cigars with that extra band under five that got a 4.8 the caldwell long live the queen queen's sword got a 5.1 and the san cristobal another san cristobal uh, Edition Regional Hiramal Malaya, the Malaysia uh, regional, was a 5.8. And of course, the worst cigar that we've done in a hundred and some odd episodes of this podcast was the Crowned Heads Las Calaveras <laughs> EL 2022 with a 3.3. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Henry. That's like a fucking zero. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was a bad one. That was a bad one. You know, it's... Um, I will say this though. I don't I don't regret any of these cigars. No, and I just say that because for agreed. any of the things that agreed. we're passionate about that there's so much to try in that category. Like 
people say, how do you, how do you know, you know, all these wine recommendations? Because I've spent a lot of money on bad wine yeah. to find good wine. Yeah. It's just comes with the territory. And I, I think for all of us, it's like we've tried to navigate this cigar world, figuring out, you know, what's great, what's not. And the only way to do it is to try it all. Yeah. And I think a huge value that hopefully we're providing for the listener is, you know, saving them some money for some of these absolute duds that we would go so far as saying there is no smoker that would enjoy this mm -hmm. cigar. Those are the cigars that they don't have to waste their time right. with. Yeah. That we've done that work for them. And for others, you know, some of them it's for a certain type of smoker they would like this, and for others, they may not. And then obviously the spectacular ones that we think, it doesn't matter what you like, you're going to love that cigar. Right. And I think that's a huge value and add. And there, there's a lot of cigars that have rated anywhere between the, the lizards here, between six and eight. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's tying to your point of preference, just palate preference, which is why we put up the individual ratings. So, you know, if you align with one of our palates more than another, it, it's helpful to reference that. But the cigars we just named were just... Everybody across the board was abysmal. What was, the, was really bad. What are the top ten new worlds? Top ten new worlds. That's a great question. Hold it's it's got to be the my my father. Well, there was the number warped, four. The warped. The Don't warped. forget America. <laughs> Don't forget the that's the allegiance. No? That's a great America. cigar. Yeah. Okay. So so some of the top cigars we've done here. Pledge. Not uh, new world. The pledge. The El Senador. Allegiance. So uh, do you want me to exclude Padron or no? I'll keep it in. Okay. So uh, the best cigar we've ever reviewed as far as New Worlds go was on episode 53. We mentioned it earlier, the Padron 80th anniversary in Maduro, a flat 10.0. The Davidoff Chef's Edition was a 9.2 from 2021. The Padron 1964 Exclusivo was an 8.6. I think the second highest cigar we've ever done as far as New Worlds go, of course, boys, is the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Eye of the Shark. Right. Which was a nine point nine. Oh yeah, that was an incredible well cigar. Deserved. Um, we've had a lot of nines. Davidoff Millennium Robusta was a nine flat. Warped Maestro Del Tiempo was a, of the fifty two oh five. That was a flat nine. That was a great cigar that we all rushed out for to get. ten dollars a stick. I had never even heard of that market yeah. before yeah. we did that. The uh, Davidoff Millennium Lancero nine point one. Padrone Family Reserve number eighty five Maduro nine point two was another good one. And the Millennium Pyramides, also from Davidoff, a 9.0. Uh, another David Again, Padron and Davidoff taking the, taking the heat here. Davidoff, Late Hour Churchill, 9.2. What about Cubans? What are the top Cubans? Top 10 Cubans. So the, the top Cuban that we've done on the podcast was a flat 10. Was the Ramon Ionis number 2 EL from 2019. That, that was, was a 10.0. Right behind that was the super-aged, brilliant Lub 14 uh, H. Upman number two, which was a 9.8. Partagas, uh, excuse me, Cohiba Lancero, 9.6. The Los Statos Deluxe Delirios from the 1970s that Rooster brought in, uh, Connoisseur Corner, 9.7. And the Vegas Robania Classico, of course, that we did on the New Year's Eve episode was a 9.9. .9. Oh, boy. Yeah, so we've had some really, uh, Who really gave that a excellent... Nine? Excellent yeah, really? cigar. I could tell you right now. Uh, That's a 10. I could tell you right now, his name is Pagoda. <laughs> Pagoda. Jesus. God damn it. Jesus. You can't drive and wait. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I got to keep it real. <laughs> you got to keep it real. <laughs> That's a 10. That is a 10. That cigar is a fucking 10. It's a 10 now. Listen, I give it a 10. A 10. A 10. On those ratings, though, it goes back to what Puba said before, and I appreciate him for this. 
obviously Puma has been very militant about age with cigars. <laughs> and if you look at the only cigars, I think that you mentioned that got a flat 10 yep. across every lizard that two. rated it. Two. One was the Padron 80th that already is aged that I just tucked away for an additional four years and did wonders for that cigar. And the other was that Ramon Ionis uh, Limitada that also, like Poob and I both bought boxes. He's the reason actually I, I had even pursued it in the first place. And when we both smoked those at first, we were very underwhelmed with that cigar. And I just tucked it back there and didn't touch it for years and brought it out for that pod. And age, that's how that got a 10. It was Absolutely. a dramatically different smoke from when we first got those boxes. Sure. I mean, some other nines, nines that we have to mention because we talked about them tonight. The Partica Series D number four we did for the 2021 New Year's Eve episode, 9.2. Uh, the Coronas Calero QD, mm. 9.4. That was a great cigar. What about the La Gloria that we did? What did we rate that? Remember that? Ooh, uh, the Turquinos. Turquinos. The Turquinos was an 8.8. Okay. We, didn't right? do, we did the number two, right? No, uh, we did not. MDO? We did not do. We not, did not do the MDO. Not number two. yet. Oh, that would be. You know what that's that going to get. But that one's been discontinued yeah, for that, over that, ten that's, years. That's a ridiculous. <laughs> this is this is for the listeners. Um, Gizmo is is has a cigar kebab <laughs> right now. Like kebab. <laughs> I have a perfect draw stuck in the end of my. It looks drone. like you're it's smoking a roach. It's, it's designed for that. It is. You it's know, working brilliantly. I'm going to do that right now. Yeah, I, I have to say, it's funny that that Grinder. This is the first time I've out. ever done this on the podcast. That's true. Way. I've never seen you do that. Uh, it's funny Grinder mentions this. I for whatever reason, just recently, the number of guys I've seen cigar smokers in our club, yeah, in our club, yeah. even outside of our club that have put some form of a modified roach clip basically to really smoke that cigar all the way down to the end. I'm seeing this happen way more now than I've ever seen it. And I, there may be some merit to it. For me, it, <laughs> it's very hard to imagine myself doing it. <laughs> really? But there, I, I, I would like <laughs> to shock, see that. Really? It's just, a, it's a little undignified, but is, oh, there well, may be some wow. merit to it. Go and ahead, I, go for I, maybe it. I, to try I think it, it looks very classy. I think, I I think, think it, should all do I think it right. you look if, like a very... What if I have the pinky out? You look so, like a Victorian <laughs> aristocrat smoking <laughs> your little cigar, <laughs> your little cigarette slash cigar. <laughs> to Grinder's point, with the perfect draw, it actually does look great. dignified. Yeah. I've seen some guys doing it with a toothpick lately, and it's not quite the same effect. But so se I, Senator, you will evolve uh, for sure. I, will. I said on one <laughs> of our you'll, you'll recent get episodes. You'll get here. I it's all about our, value. You're squeezing <laughs> as much value as you can. I said on one of our recent episodes, I very much want to try, not with an expensive cigar, but clearly if the guy, if Alex if, Groom, if, if Alex Groom, if oh. um, who's the guy that wrote the, the famous book before him? Oh, Midron Nee. Right. If these guys are willing to pour liquid on a cigar yeah, and smoke water. it. Tap and, water. And say that it actually enhances their experience. I, I'm willing to try it. So, but on what cigar would you do that? <laughs> yeah, because they do it on aged, like heavily aged. Cigars. Yeah, super old uh, stuff. Padron 2000. <laughs> That's not a bad so place. You, you're, to not start. Willing, you're not willing to risk. No, In the year two thousand. <laughs> so let me let me name some other. In the year two thousand. Let me name some other uh, Cubans that have done well. While I have it up here. <laughs> the H. Upman Robustos Anahados that we oh, love got a yeah. 9.6. Spectacular cigar. This one was surprising to me because I was expecting it to be a little bit of a dud, uh, just knowing how the Anahados program works. And the Robustos Anahados from Upman being kind of an outlier, it wasn't. 
The Partagas Coronas Gordas Anahados got a 9.7. That was an excellent cigar. Oh, yes. Uh, and the Caidorce Senadoras mm-hmm. EL uh, was a 9.0. Yeah. I mean, uh, can I editorialize for a minute? <laughs> sure. The Upman Anahados from Robusto is. Great cigar. Incredible. Knees, baby. Yeah. I mean, that That's is, a great cigar. Yeah. That is like nine. To me, it's a 10. Yeah. I, I'm sure yeah. I gave that, it a 10. That just uh, about a month ago popped up on one of our sites. Huh. I may or may not have scored another box of this. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, yeah, one, of the, uh, know you one of the cigars I didn't mention uh, <laughs> that I should have as far as New Worlds go was the Davidoff Dominicana got a 9.2. Dude, another great New Which World. is in Robusto right. is a great cigar. It's yeah. an incredible cigar. That's a lot. That's a have great, you guys had that score. in any of the other Vitolas? What is there? Yeah. One short, of, short Robusto. Short Robusto. Is that, would you... Compare that. Was that similar yeah. to the uh, the yeah. Robusto? It's, it's actually very good. I, I've Pagoda got quite a few of those. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and by the way, it smokes really slow. R- mm. Like really. Yeah. Like really, you I, wouldn't I, you wouldn't put it on a short smoke special kind of thing. No, I thought I was going to do it as a short smoke, but I ended up spending about an hour <laughs> smoking that. So I was value. just pleasantly surprised. Well, when we do the short smoke, are you going to mix it up or are you going to keep it like Cuban? Cuban and new, you know we always do a Cuban and a New World. So mm-hmm. uh, what we have coming up on the short smoke special, actually in two episodes, the punch short to punch and the uh, the, the Papas Fritos that we just talked about. That oh, would be a good did one. we do the half Corona? Did we do Partagas short? Yes, we did. We've not done the half Corona. I believe we've done the Partagas oh, short. Goodness. Actually, it's good we haven't done the half Corona. I thought yeah. we because did. that's because a the supply of those would dwindle very quickly after that episode. <laughs> so we're going to we'll, stock up before that. We'll do that at some point. But yeah, what you know, the Partagas uh, short get? I don't know if we've actually done the part of the short. I think See, we did. We I did think that. that. Well, if we're going to do, we if we're going to do I a short, we did both. If we're going to review shorts. Oh, we did do the part of the short. It got an eight point zero. Right, flat and eight. I think that that's low. It might have been a younger cigar. Yeah, could have been. Could have been. Because that out punches its weight class. Yeah, it's a great cigar, and it only comes in. Uh, well, it comes in twenty five count dress, box, dress boxes, but you got to get the fifty cap. You have to, and you know what? They're pretty available. I mean, they've been coming up quite a bit on FOH and some of the other sites. Punches out. Just get the just get way the 50 out of cap. its weight class. Just get the fifty. That's cap. actually a sophisticated cigar, in a way. Yes, yeah. it's. So the other true. the other thing we need to mention, boys, you know, is some you know, uh, uh, Grinder and Puba weren't able to come with us, but you know, we were able to go to Cuba. And we were, you know, we were able to learn so much about Cuban tobacco and the process. And it was just because of this podcast and this friendship that we ventured into the, into Havana. And it was such an incredible experience. The learning experience was tremendous. And and I get so many emails from listeners who are planning to go and are asking, you know, what do I bring to give to the Cuban people? I, you know, those four episodes were a lot of fun for us. I, I just think I quickly need to say for every listener listening to this, please go to Cuba. Because for whatever reason, they're cutting direct flights. Yeah, the direct Cuba. flights are done. So there's not enough tourism clearly happening. Please go to Cuba. Yeah, I learned more in that week there than I have ever learned in my life combined about cigars. Yeah, everything from the cultivation and the whole process. It's amazing. Yeah, and I'll point the listeners, if, you know, if you're a listener who hasn't heard those episodes, check them out. If you're passionate about Cuban cigars, we've, we did a deep dive on all things from culture to we visited a few factories. The food. We talked about food. We talked about everything. The people. Rum. The people. Rum. Oh my gosh, oh, the rum. The Santiago. Yeah. 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 Speaking of rum, I've I've been drinking a lot of that Mount Gay rum that we did on I need the podcast. To get that. The Mount Gay XO. That's the closest thing to Cuban rum that I've ever had. So I think I think Puba missed that episode. I think he was texting us while we were doing that. As someone who I know appreci- you appreciate rum, 
we all said that was the closest to Cuban rum that we've had. It was excellent. I was truly shocked. Yeah, I got to try it. And it's it's very reasonably priced. It's under sixty bucks. Yeah, is this? It's not the regular Mount Gay. Mount Gay XO. Yeah, it's like their highest, like their highest one. Yeah, yeah it's, and I found it at my local retailer. They had it, mm. which I was surprised about. And and it's, it's not, not the proof. one. It's not the one that they put in the as a floater. In, no, in the no. This yeah. is this is a really nice sipping, sipping rum. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And for, uh, for cigar pairing, I mean, you can't beat it. Where's that made? Barbados. So the other thing I wanted to mention, boys, because I remember this is a seminal moment as far as our laughter goes on a very, very early episode. You know, the uh, d- the tennis finals just finished, the U.S. Open. <laughs> and going back to... <laughs> microfiche. The microfiche Medvedev story, the microfiche. Ba- back in the garage days. That, that was, that was our, what was that, episode one, two, three? It, it wasn't one. one. It could have been episode one. I thought it was one. I thought on we the did Maduro the one, yes. Partagas Maduro. Yeah. Maduro that's when uh, Grinder was the pitmaster that day. Yeah. yeah, that's right. He brought oh, food. Yeah, talked about the food was good. Talked about the Serengeti that day. <laughs> and it's just it's amazing to me as i think about that and i i remember that laughter and thinking like wow that we we have something that that i think is going to be a lot of fun for us to do every week and and just thinking that that's almost two years ago yeah it it seems like last month and the irony that like the final two years ago that we were all laughing about was Ah, medvedev and Djokovic, and two years later the u.s open final the exact same two guys that's right that's right Yeah. yeah he was a villain He's a villain. <laughs> we're just watching him throw temper tantrums. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like this guy. He's storing he, the microfiche oh, in his handle. Yeah, yeah. He's so evil that he's he's like working with the embassy. <laughs> he's working with the Russian embassy. He's like he's like infiltrating shit. He's got microfiche. He's got data like in his tennis tennis racket. Can I ask a, can I ask a question as well? How many episodes did it take? For Puba to break the first Adirondack chair. Oh, yeah. At the Senator Lounge. Oh, it was a lot. Yeah. It was 20 yeah. episodes. 20 something. Yeah, yeah. that's about right. At least 20. Because then yeah. we got him in a, a, a separate chair. Yeah. We got a director chair. Puba had the, ca- <laughs> the director chair. <laughs> that's what we got. Yeah. Well, yes, I got a director chair. And know, you felt I at home him. after that. Yeah. Yeah. What did yeah. you say? Senator had to go to like Camp Warren. Get me like a. <laughs> he, had to go to, he had to go to like the camping store and get me like a camping chair. Well, he. Well, uh, I, I'll just say. The Adirondack chairs he has are in there were shit. Uh, they were clear. They were bought at like Stop and Shop. Well, you know there is they a were weight, on clearance. There is a weight limit to them, but <laughs> yeah. But I mean, these are not meant for like real adults. For, real men. No, 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 no. These were. I'll just say. Uh, I'll just say. Bam Bam's a formidable man. He did not break my chairs. I almost broke a chair. Well, he doesn't get as am- animated as Puba does. No, I don't. Dude, this <laughs> thing was like. So like like all of a sudden it was lopsided and then it just like collapsed the, the on be, me. The best part of it was while it was happening, just watching the entirety of that episode. The panic. Poop. No no. Puba is just getting lower and lower <laughs> and, and leaning, lower to, leaning the to the left. And it was as if like his entire back was just parallel with the ground by the end of the episode. It was amazing. And he's probably like, is something wrong with this chair? It was great. <laughs> and uh, oh we concluded that the chair was destroyed. <laughs> it was defective. It yes. was totally defective. That that went out for bulk day. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. But then I got then I then I I, I received the special chair. 
That's yeah. right. You got which an upgrade. You, I yeah. got an upgrade. You definitely got upgrade. Which I was grateful for. Thank you. The whole thing that's going on right now with you, Giz, it's all and, over. And, and the the nubbing thing you're doing is outrageous. How's the ash doing? <laughs> it just fell all Senators, over my pants. Is this outrageous, <laughs> gentlemen? Is this I, outrageous? I love it. I find it to be very civilized. I like it. I think it's a nice change of pace. It is something I I, I hope you don't do often. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so in all my time of cigar it's smoking, it's just visually disturbing. And right? all of all of the time on the podcast is the first time I've nubbed a cigar. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I like the way. He's all right, I'm the, sorry. The Not the first stick. time Bam Bam's done that. No, Bam does it all the time. No. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? You, you're you're like I've seen you do that before. You're the <laughs> biggest proponent of a roach clip. You're this the is, fingertip formulary. I do. Like, you're like <laughs> fingertip formulary. You're, you're like all over the finger. Like you're. Your what does that tips. mean? <laughs> I love the alliteration. That was great. I do take cigars all the way down. That I do. Yes. I do that. All right, boys. So we're coming to the end of our evening here. It's time to do three ratings. Any final thoughts on this cigar or any of the two pairings before we rate them? Just I mean, a, just a very rich experience. I mean, all three all really just delivered everything and more oh, yeah. of certainly what I was expecting tonight. I, I'm really, really happy with all three. Um, yeah, just a great night overall. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Yeah, I would just say on this cigar, I think the the final third, especially the final fourth, definitely picks up in strength. Yes, but in a very good way. Yeah, it, sure. It's it, there's no rough edges. It's not kicking you around, but it it really it's like the culmination of like all these great flavors you've been getting all the way through, and then it just kind of packs a very nice soft punch at the end in a good way. And it's rare to see Senator with a cigar that's an inch long. Yeah, because he's taking that down. I am. Mm. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. So first, you need a roach. There's well, so much we can do with that. <laughs> Let's get him a toothpick, please. <laughs> All I'm going to say is I'm still holding it in my hand, unlike some of us. That's true. Hey, don't judge. Hey, don't judge. I know, right? All right, boys. So let's do the formal liquor rating on the aged 2013 vintage Paul Roger Champagne. So I'm going to put price aside for everything we're drinking tonight. That's we, we actually never talked about the price point. Yeah, yeah. what is the price on I don't an care. bottle? I don't want to know what no, it no, is. No, no, but we should. No, it, of course, of course. It factors into everything yeah, in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, so the funny thing is the price range is actually really wild on this for some reason based on the you know retailer that you get it from. I've seen it as low as, and obviously you know I, I'm always pursuing the best price, as, and I forgot this because when I came in, I thought this was 200 bucks. There are plenty of places that sell it for 200 You can get this for as low as like 120 No way. Wow. Which man. I think for what it delivers, it's that's a, a very good price. This, this to me is a perfect indulgence for New Year's Eve. Like Agreed. a New Year's Eve spend with Agreed. your family. Agreed. Can you imagine this with caviar? I mean, oh, oh my God. Off the charts. Can you imagine? Yes. No, no, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, yes. yes. That's, a, that's, a, that's a silly question. Can I imagine it? Uh, no, I can make it a reality. <laughs> All right, Bam Bam, on the Paul Roger, you're up. Yeah, regardless of the price, it's a 10 for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Grinder. 10. Pagoda. 10. Senator. 10. Puba. 2. <laughs> times five it's a, it's a 10 quick it's on a, the math there kids i like that it's a 10 for me too it's a flat 10 for the paul roger 2013 so i want to tell you something funny the, the the thing with vintage champagne and this is the beauty of exploring it every year is different it's just like a wine right whatever year is on that bottle of wine every year is going to drink differently every year vintage champagne will drink dif differently only non-vintage champagne will drink the same because they're going to blend it to make sure that it's exactly like you have come to know it. And the funny thing is that 2013 was actually one of the toughest growing years 
uh, in the Champagne region. So some 2013 bottles from not Paul Roger, clearly, some other um, Champagne houses are mediocre. Few are great. And so I read that this is one of the best of that year. Like Paul Roger somehow really killed it that year, even though most did not. And I'm glad I was honestly a little bit worried because this could have gone either way. And it's just, this is the fun about trying this. Like, you know, I, I can't wait to do a 20, uh, a 2014, a 2015 bottle, even older than that. That's what's so exciting about this. None of them are going to drink the same. It's like anyone who's ever tried Dom Perignon, it will never taste whatever bottle you had at whatever point in your life you tried Dom for the first time. Every other one you try after that is going to be different. They're all, <laughs> Dom Perignon does not make non-vintage. It's all vintage champagne. And that, I think, is what's so cool about exploring it. Yeah. And you're not allowed to have any more champagne unless we're with you. I agree. <laughs> that's Done. I agree. That, that's a rule now. Bam, we're in the triple digits now. <laughs> okay. That's solidified. 100%. You got to enforce that. I will. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, you do. I, I will say, I actually got a really great gift when my son was born. Uh, someone got me a vintage bottle of uh, Vuv Clicquot uh, Grand Dame that had um, my son's name engraved in the bottle. Oh, that's wow. awesome. Cool. That's I have cool. not opened it, but now hearing these ratings and seeing that the Lizard Palettes clearly have evolved and can really appreciate fine champagne, the day I decide to open that, I want to open it with this group. Let's my go. Man. Oh, oh, my man. Episode 101. Thank you. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, let's go. Go home and get it now. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait. You know, the other thing I want to say while we're talking about center, we didn't mention wine. You know, we, oh, we really yeah. dove headfirst yeah, into wine, wine on this podcast over the last hundred episodes. Yeah. And and as far as palate expanding and purchasing expanding. Because of Senator and the experiences we've had, mm -hmm. my wine collection's really grown, really in line with what we've done on the pod, because I'm not a wine guy. Yeah, I, I've know? learned a lot from Senator and from Puba's commentary. Both of you guys have more experience in the wine world than I think any of us, me for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's yeah, very, so very I wanted cool. to note that because that's been another yeah. important journey. And we've you know, gotten a lot of emails from listeners. Hey, what's a good 20, 30? And then I'll text Senator like, hey, what, what, what should I suggest to this listener to get? you know, in, in a certain price range. And honestly, you know, it, it's that, very helpful. If you remember that Oberon that you recommended, that Oberon is, that is a fantastic table wine. I to buy have. that by the case. It's just great to have in the house. It's fantastic. To have in the house. And yeah. But by Jordan. Yeah, that Jordan too. too. Oh, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And the thing with wine, honestly, I think of all of these things, there are, there are more wines than anything as a category period. Mm -hmm. Right. We, we can talk about scotch. We can talk about champagne. We can talk about cognac. You name it. There is more wine out there than any spirit we will ever dive headfirst into. And that's what makes it so intimidating. It's just like there's so much to it's try. Too much. I mean, I've tried so much and I haven't even scratched the surface of what's out there. And I, one of the reasons for me, I, I, I love trying to share at least what I have found that I think is really good. And there's still so much more to learn. It's just the only way you're ever going to find that is really just sacrifice it you know it's like yeah. you're gonna have to sit through some really shitty bottles to get to some good ones and i'm glad that we have found at least enough good stuff that we like and there's so much more i think that we're gonna do ahead. i was in a wine store today picking up this balvany because i couldn't find it at a couple of my local shops and i walked in it's like a really nice wine shop it's called gary's wine marketplace i was so overwhelmed even trying to find the scotch section yeah of where this bottle would be that we're about to rate that like i was like they have so much wine here that I can't even comprehend where to start. 
And I feel like we've gotten a pretty good head start here on the pod and, and through this group, but I was completely overwhelmed. There's well, just so there's, much. There's so much out there. And, and so like when I say like by Jordan, I'm only saying that not because, not because that's for a wine connoisseur, they're going to say that's somewhat pedestrian. I'm saying just for the average person, if you need something dependable and consistent, you're going to get that. Yeah, Buy which is Stags what we are. Artemis. That's what we are. Yeah. Keep if, it in if, the house. You know, it, like, Just keep it in the house. It, it, like, yeah, like, like, if you're out at a restaurant and there's Stag's Leap Artemis, you know, it's get a win. the Stag Leap's, Stag Leap's Artemis because, or get the Jordan if you're confused because the, you get a wine list. There's so much stuff on there. <laughs> Half of it is shit. Yeah. <laughs> and going back to our point about Rob Isla and runs, wine mm. is the exact same way. Because when Puba mentioned Stag's Leap Artemis, I sit here and I say to myself, there were years of Stag's Leap Artemis that were absolutely fantastic. A number of us in this room, we went to dinner one night at an Italian restaurant. I know Rooster had made friends with the owner and we had kind of a cigar patio out there. We were yeah. smoking late into the night. That's yep. right. And um, obviously, you know, folks would give me the wine list and Artemis was on there. It's like, nobody's going to be disappointed with that. We drank it. It was excellent. Years later, I think Artemis is not the same. The most recent vintages of Artemis are they're not bad, but they're not great. They used to be great. And that's where you've got to really find and chase the runs. Mm. And I think like to Puba's point, Jordan right now is actually on a good run. I think their stuff is very, very solid. Where I think Artemis is not is a little bit in a rut and hopefully is going to have some better yields going ahead. So it's very similar to cigars. You got to chase those runs. You do. Just yeah. like like Silver Oak. Like sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's like kind of great <laughs> you know you know what i mean sometimes i'm gonna like, capture wow. that sound effect for <laughs> well it, well it is it, it, it but but what i'm saying is you know it's hard you know you go into these stores and you go if you try and go by price and you try and get and you, you don't do the research you're you're gonna wind up with like let's say you go in and you buy a case of wine it's the holidays or whatever and you try and mix and match and you talk to the the, the jerk in the store who may or may not know what's up you you wind up with half a case of wine that's that's that kind of sucks and you go you know what I should have just bought a case of Jordan yeah. or I should have bought just a case of half it was a half or even Jordan Oberon and, and half yeah. for twenty right, bucks a bottle or whatever right yeah. you're and you're going so anyway just go with what's safe if you don't know what you're talking about because I'm not a, a wine connoisseur but you got to know what's what you, you know what's good yeah, what's working what's, you know what's, what, what's going to work and what's not going to work yeah. for the money you yeah. know what I mean yeah. yeah. All right, boys, it's time to do the rating on the Balvenie 21 year aged Portwood. Yes. What a fantastic scotch. Amazing. Bam, bam, you're up. So I'm, t I'm going to, because it's our 100th episode, I'm taking price out of this because it's so outrageously expensive, but I've never had a scotch that was so honey forward. I've never had that experience. I'm giving this a 10 tonight. Okay. 10. Grinder. I'm giving it an eight. An oh. eight? Whoa. Wow. I want to hear about that in a second. Yeah. Pagoda. I'll stick to a 10. Today, I'm in a very generous mood. Exactly. Yeah. Senator. Sorry, I'm a little shell-shocked. <laughs> I'm so shocked. I. <laughs> you deflated me, Gear Grinder. <laughs> I, I, only, I only say that because when Rooster asked about the McCallan 18 and the Balvenie 21, if you would have said, like, I think McCallan 18 is way better, then I, I would have expected an 8, but you <laughs> sound like they were close for you. That's why I'm surprised. Mm. Have but, another sip. But my, my, my rating, um, I'm going to have to give it a 10, and I just say that. And I'm factoring in the price point. Again, I've been very lucky. I've had some scotches at this price point and even much higher than it. 
and I have not found, I think there are so few at this age expression that are this smooth yet really flavorful and complex and just check all the boxes that I'm looking for in like a very, very high-end spirit. So for me, it's a 10. You didn't need a chip of ice. You not at all. Not, not a chip. at all. Not a chip. Pooba. I, I enjoyed it. I um Grinder's rating is is thrown me for a loop because I respect <laughs> his palate when it comes to scotch so much. Um, but it was a 10 for me. I mean, uh I I I I couldn't find anything wrong with this and and at all. Uh but we can discuss. I, I I really I really thought it was a ten, and it's not the fact that it's the it's the hundredth episode or that that uh, that this is an expensive bottle. I really enjoyed it. I I agree. It's a ten for me for sure. I love Balvenie. I love how this tasted tonight. I love how it paired with with the Scotch. I thought it had a really interesting flavor profile. Very complex. Taking price out of it, uh, you know, taking hundredth episode out of it. It's absolutely a 10. I'd give this a 10 any day, and this is going to be a special occasion scotch for me for Agreed. sure. Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. It's a 10. So the formal lizard, uh, formal liquorating boys on the Balvenie 21 year age Portwood is a 9.7. Okay. So, Grinder, I want to yeah. ask about that eight. What is with the eight? <laughs> um, I, think the, I think it's a wonderful scotch. I think you can definitely taste the age. I don't like the port taste ah, and oh, the port aftertaste is something that just is i it's repulsive in a way to Oof, me really wow. and not in a i don't mean to be overly aggressive or militant to use well you that gave word it again. an eight so <laughs> but eight, eight to, <laughs> re repulsive is a little aggressive that's pretty yeah. <laughs> i don't like port mm -hmm. i hate that taste it's a little too liquory the mix of that that port is wine I know, but it's. It, I don't think it's good wine. <laughs> it's like shitty wine that you that you put it, you're putting scotch into the cask. So uh, that's my that's my point of view. Well, okay. it's just a year of port. <laughs> Maybe, it was, Maybe it was a bad run. Maybe it was a bad run. Could have been a bad. Could have been a bad run for run. the port. <laughs> All right, boys. but that's but that's why right. I think it was a wonderful scotch. nine point seven on the Balvany, and the most important factor of tonight's episode is the Padrone. Yeah. 50-year, the hammer in Maduro. It's time to do the formal lizard rating for the 100th time. Brewster, you're up. I'm going to give it a 50. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 10. All it's right. a 10. I mean, it's an incredible cigar. It's it's one of the best cigars that Padrone, I think, makes. Uh, I mean, I think I would even edge it over the 80th. Slight edge, but yeah, you know, I think it's it is one of the best. Yeah, for those guys that have that stronger palate, it's yeah. there. It's right yeah. there. Yeah, so it's a ten. Yeah, it's a ten for me. I mean, it's it's it was a big cigar. Um, it's it, it, Nicaraguan, and for me, it, it it smoked it smoked tremendously. I loved it. Such a fitting cigar for tonight. Absolutely, perfect cigar for tonight. So it's a 10 for me. There's no question about it. It's the best of Padron. It's the best of cigars. It's the best of New World. It's the best of the best of the best. Fantastic and a perfect cigar for our celebration tonight. It's absolutely a 10. It delivered everything and more than I expected. I haven't reached for this in quite some time, knowing we were going to do it on this episode. So I was really looking forward to it. And it delivered even beyond my expectation. So absolutely a 10. Senator. All right, so I'm fully prepared to be the contrarian in the group. 
Um, it's a nine for me. Wow. I'm surprised. Well, look, nine's an elite it, rating. It's an elite um, But score. I'm surprised. And it's an excellent cigar. And folks should not be surprised because if I, if I thought this was a 10, I would smoke this as much as I do the 80th. I mean, the price point, obviously it's more, but it's not crazy the difference, right? We're talking like 36, 38 a stick to 50 a stick. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love the 50th. I think it's an outstanding cigar. It's really rich. It's full flavored, all of that. I just, any day, if you were to put in front of me, if any of you were to hand me and I said, I'm, I just, I don't have a cigar, I mean, I want a great smoke and you handed me an 80th and a 50th, I'm always going to take the 80th. And I just think that there's um, a bit more complexity in the flavor profile. I I just am obsessed with the Figurato. Um, it, it's, again, outstanding cigar, but it doesn't check every box for me to earn that perfect 10. Is not, that, a, not a Padron guy. Yeah. <laughs> I just gave the 80th a 10. Is and I, that, the, the reason I say that, the last thing I'll say is when, when Giz said it's the best of Padron, I think the 80th is the best of Padron, and I think this is just right below it. So, you know, I'm, I'm just going to venture a guess. You know, there's a power alley um, quality to this. There's power to this cigar, and you're, that's not exactly your profile. No, the, the flavor profile is there. It's it. just like, you know, I guess what you're to your point, I, and I, I'll agree with this. Yeah. Like, I couldn't smoke four of these back to back. Right. I could smoke four 80s back to back. <laughs> well, you have like, to be a lunatic the, to smoke four of anything. One but. of our <laughs> listeners wrote, you know, Senator, when he when he smokes 15 or 16 cigars in a day, yeah. you know, he he wouldn't slot this in. <laughs> you know, when he's when he, he wouldn't smoke four of these back to back. Yeah. But Still? I just say that, like, when I've had either, you know, a really high moment that I want to celebrate with a cigar or just a really difficult day and I just need a great cigar to kind of just get me through it. I I do I, I've smoked plenty of these and I've smoked plenty of eighties. I I always the first thought for me is an eightieth. There's just something about that cigar that I think the the flavor is not as dense as in this cigar, and that's not that's not a problem with it. It's just for my palate. I just I think the flavor's not delivered as intensely and as densely that it allows me to appreciate more of the flavors out of the eightieth than I do this again. I love this cigar. A nine is a great score. It's a great score. But when I have to, you know, put the two against hmm. each other, and I can only do that, I can't say that for me it's at exactly the same level as the 80th. I think it's just below. If I could give decimals, it would be a little over a nine, but I've got to round down to the nine. There's a lot to unpack here. Absolutely. A little bit. Yeah, see, I would give both of them. I, I think the 80th is a 10, and yeah. I think that the, 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 this is a 10. But if I, I handed agree. you both and said you could pick one, which would you want? Dying on an island? Yeah. If I that, <laughs> See, this is where the thing goes, where it's like- Preference. Where you got to go decimals instead of whole numbers. <laughs> you're no, asking no, no, me to split take, hairs. No, no, take, take scores out of it. If I just handed you both and I said you can only have one, you're on an island. Ever, 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 yeah. ever, which, forever. Which are you taking? The 80th. The 80th. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, yes. If I uh, like, because it's more versatile. It's, it's, yeah. that, that, agreed. All right. Pagoda. Uh, for me, it's a 10. And, uh, you know, I, I see where you're being slightly comparative. But for me, uh, it's all about the experience today. And I want to evaluate the cigar based on how I really enjoyed it today. Um, as, and just as an isolated experience. Uh, but then you've got to think about uh, this fit and, you know, right into my palate. I love the exclusive O's. I love the ADS. I love a lot of the Padrones. Um, and then, you know, being paired with Paul Roger uh, champagne to begin with, was one of my favorite champagnes. 
and then Belvany, which is one of my favorite brands of you know Scotch. Uh, so it's been a wonderful night for me from that perspective, being the hundred uh, you know episode, the experience, the con- conversation, the camaraderie. You know, it it feels so good for all seven of us to be here together again and enjoying this moment of time. Mm-hmm. It is a ten. Yes, uh, well the sum of the parts. The sum. <laughs> well said. The, the ten, sum. Ten, the ten. sum. The sum is a ten. Give the ten, people ten. ten. Pagoda, give ten. the people what well, they want. Ten. Well, well it's said. A ten. It's a ten. <laughs> All right, Grinder. It's a ten. Uh, I sh- I share a lot of this the same uh, feelings as Senator um, and and everyone else, um, but I'd still give it a ten. Okay. I think it's a great 10. I think it's a great cigar. There are other 10s that I've given that may rat rock, you know, if I were doing a, a you know, a, a zero sum game and choose this or, or or that and that's all you get. Yeah, I mean, some I choose over this, but it's still a fucking 10. Yeah. All right, bam. No doubt. Yeah, I, you know, I think both the 80th and the 50th are both 10s because they're so unique. They're different cigars. I don't see how a nine is applicable for this particular cigar personally because of the way it's made. They're both flagship cigars. They're right at the pinnacle of the Padron family for me, both tens. All right, boys. So the formal lizard rating on the Padron 50 years, the hammer in Maduro is a 9.9. Spectacular score. Spectacular. Spectacular. Yeah. It's it's not it's, good. It works out. I mean, it is. It's perfect. <laughs> it's not good. All right, so let's... I said it's, it's that, that good. Oh, it's that good. <laughs> I said it's not good. I stand corrected, dude. <laughs> All right, so let's just briefly go through the other Padron ratings we've done on the podcast. We'll go bottom up. Padron 2000 got a 7.5. The Padron 1964 Torpedo and Natural, which we did because it was Cigar Aficionado Cigar of the Year. That got a 8.7. Then we had the Family Reserve, number 85 in Maduro, was a 9.2. Padron 1964 Exclusivo Maduro, which we all love, is a 9.6. This, tonight, the Padron Hammer, 50 years in Maduro, got a 9.9. And finally, the Padron 80th anniversary in Maduro that we did on episode 53, our one-year celebration, was a 10.0. Flat 10. Yes, sir. Fuck. Senator knew what he was doing. No, Senator knew what he was doing. Look, I'm going to challenge everybody a little bit in this group. I, I'm just, again, I'm not saying this is. There's anything wrong with this cigar. It's a great. It's a fantastic cigar. I'm just saying. I firmly believe that if everybody in this room truly was as obsessed with this cigar, it's the greatest of all time. We would all stock a lot more of these. I have. Okay. I have literally in my humidor right now. After I just pulled this one, five of these. If you were to tell me I could never smoke another one of these again, I'd be mildly disappointed. If you told me I could never have another 80th for the rest of my life, I'd be almost on the brink of tears. I can't not have that cigar. That's fine. I just don't feel the same That's way about this cigar. That's a double negative. That's a double negative. So here's here's what I'll say about Are it. Are we doing grammatical have... checks? <laughs> All right, so... I'm just breaking his chops. <laughs> so here's what I'd say about it. So what, what do you work for the school newspaper? <laughs> Uh, yeah so for me shut up adriana (laughs) so for me so here's what i'll say in rebuttal to what you just said both of these cigars for me are tens when i had a great week when something great happened at work i just want a really perfect cigar i reach for the padron 80th when i'm celebrating a holiday a birthday a milestone I always reach for this. There's something to be said. So I think that they neither are in competition with each other for me. 
it's just the moment at which I'm reaching for it. Obviously, the Padron 80th oh. is a $30 cigar. This is a $50 cigar. But I'm reaching for them at different moments, but they're equals to me. Of course. They're, they're absolutely not, parallel to me. They can't be competitors because they're so unique. But if you just, the standalone cigars of, of the, for me, the 50th, it's a 10. Yeah, this is a phenomenal cigar. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a richer, fuller experience. It is to me. Yeah, and you know if that's your flavor profile, both are complex. That's right. Here's the interesting yeah. that's thing: what but you the, like, you would love. I think the producer said there is exactly. Yeah, right. that's yes, true. that's true. The interesting thing, though, for me about this smoke, in, in, in you know, in closing, I guess for me is that that typically this would be like you're like it's a richer, stronger thing. Yeah, would be. T- too strong for me right it wasn't and it was a big cigar and it was and it was very very smooth i think for the so for me the experience is different than what an 80th presents this this was actually kind of big and bold but it didn't overpower me at all it 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 was good all the way through and smooth all the way through so it had all that kind of like muscle but i was still able to get through the whole thing and really enjoy the whole thing and smoke it slowly and i think that's a merit like the fact that it delivered that much power and was that approachable at the same time showed very unique a very sophisticated thing where the 80th is much more approachable and kind of you know if i had to pick one cigar right like forever Sure, I'd pick the 80th, but boy, oh boy, for a big m- cigar with some muscle, for me, the, the fact and the size of it, I think it's a merit in the smoke. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, it is a merit in the smoke because if you had the 90th, I think you'd rate it as an eight. Like, that's what my thought would be. Yeah, that's a good because point. it's very, very, like, so strong. That's, yeah, too strong. Yeah, that's too cigar, strong. That's and cigar this cigar is able to really just. <laughs> it, does. it kicks you around. It, it kicks you around. It, yeah. it was balanced. And, <laughs> not and not Rooster. Not just Rooster. Just at Rooster shaking his no. head. Rooster's like, I'm no, going to have that I, tomorrow I, morning I, for breakfast. Am I crazy, though? But it was like big, but yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was big and bold, but it didn't overpower you. Yeah, you're not crazy. No, I agree. I agree with all the commentary. That's why, like, you know, we talk about when would this slot in. And I think even where. I'm very understanding of what Gizmo is saying. Like, there's a very particular occasion that this cigar slots in it's for you. It's also a fifty dollars cigar. And, yeah. yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. But again, that's the eighty. It's also not a cheap cigar. Yeah. And I'm just saying, for me, there are certain cigars, like the cigars that I've given tens, are cigars. It's like you know, a great D4 is a ten, a great Exclusivo is a ten, a great 80th is a ten. Those are cigars I just want all the time. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. And that, yeah. and again, I'm not saying that everybody should rate that way. Just for me, I have to always crave and want that cigar for it to be a 10. And I just sometimes crave and want this cigar, but not all the time. That's the only reason it was a nine. It's a good perspective. Yeah. 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 And it's also the size of the cigar. That too. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a six and, you know, and a half inch not, Toro. You're not going to pick up this cigar yeah. all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But for special occasions, I mean, this is, right on. it can't be beat. It just delivers. All right, boys. So before we close it out, we have to say thank you to a few folks. First off, we have to say thank you to our host, 1086 Cigars here in Hawthorne, New Jersey, where we record each episode now going on, what, over a year or a year? So we're very grateful to John, the proprietor here and 1086. We have to thank our social guy, Max, and before him, Nick, um, have been really, really helpful helping our socials move because yeah, beautiful the seven work. of us are not great at it. No, beautiful work. And we're not a video yeah. podcast, so it's <laughs> uh, it's a lot of work. And finally, I think all seven of us uh, 
can really, really celebrate and thank, because I think we do it every day, the incredible lizards out there who listen to this podcast every single week, obsessively, who listen to episodes back and forth and have listened two and three times through the entire catalog mm-hmm. of 100 episodes. It's really an incredible thing. Yeah. Sending back comments and criticisms. It's amazing. Yeah. And now, you know, the emails moving into sending us cigars to review. Spirits. And spirits to review. I yeah. mean, it's really an incredible thing. And I feel very lucky. And please keep sending us emails. Keep sending us feedback. Oh, I yeah. mean, these listeners are why we do this. And I think why we stay so excited to continue to That's do this. That's exactly right. Yeah. Absolutely. And because, you know, we keep talking about the community. And this is the extended community, right? We're trying to reach out. Mm-hmm. and. And we'd love to hear from you guys. Oh, yeah. And finally, I think the most important thing that I think we've touched on a few times, we've kind of waxed on a little bit, but this friendship in the room. Mm. It's, you know, the podcast is amazing, but the friendship is just really what fuels, you know, we see each other so much outside the podcast, and we have for two years now. And to have this podcast is great, but also have this friendship. I mean, you guys are my closest friends in the world now. And it's like, you know, this is this has just been a beautiful thing. And thank you, Giz, for the <laughs> for the gift. Oh, Giz. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was beyond. Love you guys. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Prints are coming. Yes, sir. All right, All boys. Right, sorry, but, you know, Bam, we love you, but I think we're going to keep Gizmo as the producer. <laughs> 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 Good call. <laughs> Bam's like, that was close, but I had no fear, believe me. <laughs> Where does this plug go? (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. So a phenomenal night tonight. Three excellent uh, cigars and and drinks that we had. The Paul Roger Vintage 2013 was a flat 10.0. The Balvenie, 21 years aged, Portwood, was a 9.7. And the Padron, 50 years, the Hammer in Maduro, was a 9.9. What a phenomenal night. Oh, yeah. Great conversation. Great pairings, great cigar, and a great first 100 episodes. Yes, sir. It's a century. Major milestone. Major milestone. And to many, many more. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Cheers. Cheers, thanks. Keep smoking. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.